All right, hello, welcome to the JV Show. This is Jorge. And this is Viv. And uh, welcome, guys. We're just going to have a chilled podcast this week. We're just going to catch you guys all up in our lives yeah, and stuff. chat like we're pals. Yeah, actually, yeah, we haven't, like, really talked much in a while. Like, yeah. just one-on-one type of thing. Yeah, not a lot of, like, tangent-style, just free talks in a while. Yeah, and I think a lot has happened in my life. I've been thinking about a lot of things in my life. Uh, so I think it's nice to just chat about that stuff, right? Like, literally use this as the therapy session it should be yeah therapy for jv show yeah okay so we'll just bounce random stuff off each other uh i'll guess i'll start um i was telling viv about the sick foam plan i just got this is insane guys so if you guys don't know alvin is like set up for life with all these fucking free (laughs) deals all the fucking time dude okay I'll, I'll, i'll explain to you guys this deal so i think some of you guys may or may not be on this deal but if you guys were with shaw mobile before uh if you have like shaw internet you could have signed up for shaw mobile and you get free talk and text and then you could also get a plan and it'll be like you know 20 bucks a month or something like that but i me and my parents both stuck with the free talk and text and then we just pay ten dollars every time we need one gig and to be fair i use 10 gigs and all right sorry i use one gig for, for ten dollars i use one gig in about two months and that's same with both both my parents that's insane i could never yeah uh so like it's not completely so like for i think we've been with them for like a year or two years <clears throat> but i don't know if you guys noticed uh recently rogers bought shaw like the deal got finalized i think the deal started like two years ago and stuff there's a bunch mm-hmm. of like legal issues and stuff and i think the biggest issue they had was they didn't want too little competition Yes. Right. So if Rogers bought Shaw, they want to make sure the competition is fair. Uh, so then there's a bunch of promises made. Like Rogers said that, okay, we'll make sure uh, the service is better. We'll make sure the prices don't change. So like all these new people coming in, we won't change the prices. We'll like freeze our price for like X amount of time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we'll honor all deals that you previously had with Shaw Mobile. Mm-hmm. And like this, the whole point of this was that Shaw was like starting to lose money on their, on their whole thing. Like their Shaw communications in general. Yeah. So Rogers just bought them out and be like, okay, hey, we'll pay for all your debt. We'll, you know, merge our infrastructure. It'll just be like a better system for like mm-hmm. the, the for users. For everyone. Uh, so because I paid nothing and recently they sent me an email saying, hey, you got to switch to Rogers. Uh, you don't have to do it now, but you have to do it eventually. So give us a call or something like that. So I went online. They have like a chat option. So you just like talk to someone online and I'll be like, hey, I got to switch. Uh, he just asked for a bunch of like random like info and stuff to make sure uh, I, the account I have is actually what, what I have. And then he's like, all right, guys, uh, I'll give each of your line because I have my phone line, my dad's phone line and my mom's phone line. He's like, I'll give each of you guys one gig a month. And I'm like, OK. And it's for zero dollars. And I was like, <laughs> insane. Hmm, OK, tell me more. And he's like, we have to honor this deal for five years. I was like, OK, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh and i don't know he, he like i was asking the rep like is he like what's up with my internet because you guys also bought out like the that side of the business too he's like oh there's no like no no change now just leave it as is i was like oh so because back then in shaw mobile the only way you get zero dollars and on them to talk in text is if you also had an internet plan with shaw mm-hmm. um but now my internet and my rogers are like disconnected but i still get zero dollars a month that's insane yeah but that being said i don't think it works for everyone like it works for me because like i literally use like half a gig a month uh for like heavy users this plan won't work for you at all yeah. but for like me and my parents like i always told them i was like hey when you're at home just fucking use wi-fi when you're out like of course. most places have wi-fi like if you're at the temple there's wi-fi like most places you want to go to have wi-fi and i try to like encourage them i was like like don't use your phone when you're driving obviously and mm-hmm. like don't 
watch videos randomly when you're at the mall or when you're out. It's like try to be more active in life and not like use your phone. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so I'm like, like I think I try to encourage them to like not use data in your phone when you're not at home or something like mm-hmm. that. So I think when you get used to it, you definitely like when you're not used to it and you don't use it, then it's fu- it's easy to not use that much data. Yeah. But when you get used to it, you can't really go back because I remember when I used to only have one gigabyte on my phone plan back in like high school mm-hmm. and i was like oh one gigabyte's amazing and then when mm-hmm. i got two i was like this is amazing i can use my phone however much i want but now i have unlimited and i can't imagine not having unlimited how much how much do you use a month oh actually, i actually don't know i can check for you but while i check i'm just curious just because um like i i get that but also back then i used to pay like 30 40 dollars a month for like one or two gigs and call and all that stuff and I'd never use that much. Like, I'd only use, like, a couple, like, hundred megs. And maybe it was my lifestyle and how it was. But back then, I was always either at school. And mm-hmm. now, I'm always either at work or at home. So, it's like, there's always Wi-Fi available. And the yeah. times there wasn't Wi-Fi, I had enough data to just figure out what I need to figure out. Like, instead of uh, going on my phone on the train, I would, you know, read the newspaper and do the Sudoku. And then by the time I'm done both of that, that's, like the trip there and back from the train station to school. Mm. So for example, the the trip to school, I'll read the newspaper, the trip back from school, I'll do the Sudoku and the crossword. Right. And then, so then there was like no, there's no actual time. And the other time I'm driving too, and I don't know if you guys all know this, but my car is a piece of shit. All (laughs) my cars in my life has never been the same decade as my, like the current decade we're living in. Mm -hmm. So for example, my car right now is 1999. So it's not even the same century. But my cars in the past has been like a 98 and like a 2003. Mm. So I don't have like Bluetooth connection for my phone to my car or any of that shit. I can't like stream random stuff. And then when I do listen to Spotify, I mostly like offline listen. Like I'll like download a oh podcast my God, and stuff. Oh that's so annoying. And then, I mean, it's not bad because like I'll just download podcasts at work and then yeah. on the way home, I just listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then after I'm done, I just delete it from my phone, right? So yeah, that's true. So there's, I don't know, that's just my lifestyle though. Like, and I, I don't use social media, so like, there's no TikTok scrolling. There's no, that's true. There's no Instagram. There's, I don't post anything. Man, you um, must actually be a lot more present. I feel like I, I like to think that I'm a really present person when I'm like by myself, but I feel like you're on a whole nother level that I can't even fathom. I mean, yes and no. Like, I'm always doing something though, right? Um. Like when when you say present, I always think of like you know sitting on a bench and like there's a stream in front of you and you know you're growing gray hair and you're just you know <laughs> watching the ducks or something like that. Uh, I just don't do a lot of that type of stuff, but I don't know. I still see value in doing things by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I don't know if I said this on podcast, but like a couple, like I think two months ago, I went to watch a movie by myself. I think you did mention <clears> that, or well, I I don't know. Yeah, actually, it was the Super Mario movie. Mm-hmm. And it was just because my sister had free tickets, but she went into labor and she couldn't use them. Yeah. And I was like, and Joyce at the time was in Red Deer working yeah. at that exact weekend. So I was like, well, fuck it. Like, I really want to watch, like, I kind of want to watch this. This is a pretty cool movie and uh, I'm just going to go kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll just go and watch it. And then it was, it was fun. Yeah. I honestly feel like people make too big of a deal of doing things by yourself. Like if you were like the second I thought of this one thought, it made everything so normal. Like if you're in another city traveling by yourself, you would do everything by yourself. It wouldn't be weird to go 
Like, I, I've never thought it was weird to go eat by yourself at a restaurant or anything like that. But I know that a lot of people have a lot of anxiety about doing that. But I'm like, if you were traveling in another city, you would go eat by yourself. It's literally not a big deal at all. You would go do anything by yourself. So I don't I don't really get it. When I was younger, I thought it was a big deal. Like, I thought it was weird. And I actually mm. felt anxiety of trying to do it. But there was like a time in my life where I just strive to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just like it was a really weird desire. One, it was like I was obviously going through like a change phase in my life, mm-hmm. but for some reason in my head, I always like saw or imagined like a person just going to a restaurant, going in, you know, ordering food, reading newspaper, eating, and then just leaving. And I was like, man, that person has so much confidence in himself. Like That's he so he just doesn't give a fuck about anything, and yeah. he's just doing something he just likes without cares of what other people think. Mm-hmm. And then. From that moment on, I was like, I, I strive to become that. Like, I, I want to be, like, confident in myself where I can just do that. So I think the big thing for me, the big step I took from that moment on was I went and, like, watched the theater show by myself. Mm-hmm. And then went to eat by myself. And then the biggest thing was I went to Taiwan by myself for a week. <clears throat> I think that's pretty sick. Whenever I do things alone, or, like, I've always had this mentality as a kid. I think of it as I'm going on an adventure by myself. Or I'm like creating the storyline of my life. Or I'm creating more memories by my for myself. Yeah. And so like even things like eating by yourself, I never really like. I can see by hearing about why people would think it's it's um, intimidating and stuff like that. But I've never actually experienced it myself because I always just see it as I'm hanging out by my hanging out with myself. Well, it's like I'm almost certain ninety percent of people our age. When they go home to eat dinner, they probably grab their food, go to their computer, watch some videos, and eat, <laughs> right? So it's like, <clears throat> it's almost no different. It's almost like, because uh, I recently came back from Asia and they're the hawker stands and stuff. Like that's how they eat every day. Like lunch, dinner, they just go to the hawker stand, they get food and there's a cafeteria table, they just go there and eat. So it's like mm, these people, exactly. millions of them just eat by themselves almost every day. Like they just go and grab lunch and go to a table, eat and then leave. Like, yeah, it's not a fancy restaurant or anything like that, but it's still, you know, kind of like a restaurant-ish or like a food court, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, it happened. So I guess, I don't know. I, I think I feel like maybe our society or maybe the media or maybe movies and TV shows make it seem weird, but it feels more normal than not. And I feel like even in like TV shows and movies, when you have the main character eating with someone, like I feel like half the people in the background are eating by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, right? they're just chilling. They have nothing else to do. Yeah, but it, it looks so normal when you look at it at that lens. But then also when you go by yourself, you have like an overwhelming anxiety. You're like, hey, it's like people looking at me or it's so weird and stuff. Spotlight then, effect, eh? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's pretty normal. I think people should just try it. I was like, it's, it's, it's almost like if you got dare to do it, just do it kind of thing. Yeah. And just like see how it is and see how you feel. And then once you like normalize that, it's like, oh, like I'm just going to do what I like to do. I also think for a lot of these things that people are shy to do or, or are embarrassed to do or think is embarrassing, yeah. if you really break it down, it's a lot of the times you may find that it's not. Like for eating, what's embarrassing about going to go get food and feeding yourself and eating? Yeah. Is somebody actually going to walk up to you and be like, you're eating alone, lol? <laughs> like, yes, because I'm fucking hungry. I think it's... uh. So like a lot of things, I think that for like almost anything in life, I I feel like I have a very low amount of embarrassment now because I just think about it like what's actually embarrassing about it. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like not everyone can come to grips with that, real. You know, Mm -mm. I feel like 
some people just have the overwhelming anxiety and stuff. That's true. Um, but I think for the most part, I can. The only reason I think, so I haven't been on a trip by myself for a while now. I think it's been probably five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go on one, but the only thing that's stopping me is gonna sound dumb. Is like uh, it's so much cheaper when you go with other people. <laughs> like when you book an Airbnb together, you split the cost. And it yeah. becomes like significantly cheaper. When you rent a car, you split the cost, and everything becomes significantly yeah. cheaper. Um, I think a lot of my life is like driven by how frugal I am and how like <laughs> how little money I want to spend on shit. So a lot of times when I do want to go somewhere, I do want to go with someone. Purely because it's like, hey, we can both experience the same thing and like cost per person wise, it's going to be so efficient and shit. That's true. Like if there were actually like eight people I knew that's always down to do things, I actually like hanging out with all the time. Dude, these trips would be amazing because it'll be so cheap for everyone. Um, But I highly doubt that'll ever work for me. I mean, you do have your best boys. Yeah. Like I, I really want to plan a trip with them. I think so. There's going to be a, you know what Dota 2 is, Viv? Yes, I yes. do. Um, so was, I went. Uh, wasn't there a new Dota song that came out? No, I, don't, I mean the Bass Hunter made them way way back when. But I see. Uh, so every year they have the international. I went to the one when it was in Vancouver because I was like, oh fuck, it's in Vancouver. I have to go. Right, mm-hmm. it's like pretty much one of the tournaments with the biggest prize pool in the world. Whoa! Uh, and every year they usually have the biggest. I think like if you look at the top five biggest prize pool tournaments, they're all Dota two. Uh, tournaments. Dota is definitely one of those games that are like never gonna die, right? No, I mean I think League is more popular, but Dota just has more uh, fucking whales, if that makes sense. Like they whales. Just have, so the the way it works is that it's um a compendium prize pool. So what that means is that people will buy like skins and chests and stuff and open that stuff, mm. and that half of that money they pay goes to the prize pool. Ooh. So there's a lot of these like Chinese rich ass fucks that will spend like millions. Or hundreds of thousands, and that's and think about it, half of that goes to the prize pool. Yeah. So I think I think the biggest prize pool must have been like thirty or forty million dollars. Jesus Christ! And so the the creators of the game put up oh, two- Diablo. I was thinking about a song made for Diablo. Oh. Yeah, because Diablo Four came out recently. Yeah. But um, so the creators of the game puts up two million dollars. That means thirty eight million dollars came from people paying for the skins and these chests and all the stuff. That's wild. And another thirty eight million went to the creators of the game that just gets it like they just get the money mm. <clears throat> like they obviously pay artists and stuff that makes these con- content for them mm. but like they're getting a big fucking chunk of it mm-hmm. but yeah anyways it's, it's the biggest tournament uh, i enjoy watching dota so i went to the one in vancouver and this year it's coming back to seattle so i think the last two years it was last year was in singapore the year before was in sweden and then the year before that i think was in russia or not Ooh. russia but one of the east A- uh, east Euro- european countries uh, so I kind of want to go to that. So I might make that as a trip thing. It's in C- Seattle. Um, one of the biggest reasons I want to also go is because my fucking Nexus interview. I think I talked about this too. <laughs> so I did half of it, the Canadian side of the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to do the American side. But yeah, I can't do the American side unless I cross like an American checkpoint. Yeah. Um, and only by flight. So I can't cross like a land border. It has to be like an air border, if that makes that sense. sounds perfect. Sounds like a perfect <clears throat> excuse to go. But then I was going to say that Seattle is usually a place where you fly down to Vancouver. And yes, that's down, what I was right? thinking too. I was like, fuck, if I want to Seattle, I'll honestly rather just fly down to Vancouver and then just rent a car and drive yeah. down there. Uh, so I'm still iffy on it. Um, and then I also recently just booked a flight to... Um, the philippines and for january mm. uh and there's no transfers through U- u.s cities <laughs> so I, was like, Fuck, I gotta find a way to get the u.s so i can finally get my nexus card uh, like this nexus card i applied like early 2020 right? yeah so it's been like three years and it's just because of covid and all that shit that i haven't gotten it yet 
Uh, but yeah, that's something else going on in my life. Um, I checked my data thing, and I use around 21 gigabytes a month. Jesus, holy f- Do you just not use Wi-Fi at home? No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you think most of that is? Um, it says that most of my usage is from Spotify. Like, it's very small, though, actually. Most of my use is from Spotify. Like, does it give you a... Some online five a, gigabytes from Spotify. Five gigs of streaming? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? You know, if you just click offline on a playlist, it'll just download it for you. Well, that's true. And you'll use zero. That is true. I mean, I know you have a lot of playlists, but there must be like three or four you like the most. I do have a lot of And then right of next to the playlist, there's have... a little button you can click to download it. They already downloaded it. <laughs> oh, so I'm, actually not, I'm actually surprised that it's that high because I feel like all the playlists i listen to regularly i download it already uh, spotify's just using your fucking phone like yeah mind but i also like or... to look for like new songs oh i know why actually it's from podcasts because i don't download the podcast oh and i listen to at least one podcast every day i mean that sounds like an easy fix you just download <laughs> it before you go and listen to it no wait do you da- when you download a podcast do you take out the video portion Yes, I never download the video portion. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, dude. Because I'm always listening to it while I drive, so there's no point. Yeah, and I was like, dude, you could be fucking yourself over right now. <laughs> like, so hard. And then the next one is also five for internet. Like, just Chrome like browser. Or like that. Yeah, uh, like Googling shit. I Google a lot of shit. I mean, it's not bad to Google shit, but I just think, like, in my daily life, the only time I Google shit is usually when I'm at home or at work. Mm. Like, other than that, I'm at the gym, which I barely use my phone. Like, I use it to listen to to, to Spotify. Yeah, but Spotify's then, but like- other than that, I'm not really, like, searching anything. I, I sometimes might search, like, a video on a proper form or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when you go to the gym, they have, like, the open city Wi-Fi. Your data's gonna get stolen, buddy. I mean, it's not too, too bad. But I have Shaw open, too, so that also connects. Yes, but data can still be stolen. <clears throat> I guess. Yeah, I mean, over. there's people fucking signing up with their real names for everything too. So true, true, true. But I also have to admit, sometimes when my if my Wi-Fi at home is like a tiny bit slow, oh, I'll really? just turn off my Wi-Fi on my phone oh, and just go on okay. data for like a bit. That's pretty intense. No, yeah. for me, it's. I mean, it's right behind. Mine's me. like high speed, no matter what. And then I get. I am spoiling myself with my data. I speeds. see. I see. I mean, I feel like you could definitely trim that down if you had yeah, to. See, so sure. you, so you said you can't, but I feel like if you had to, I feel like you could. Oh yeah! Now that I'm looking at, it, I'm like, wow! I'm surprised Spotify was the highest. I was gonna, I was going to guess internet or something else. I mean, for me, also having like a desktop and a laptop at home. Most of the time, as soon as I'm home, I like don't don't touch my phone. Like everything is mm-hmm. on my on my computer. Right, and I also like because my router's down here, right next to me in the basement. I have an extender upstairs for my parents, Mm-mm. so then they always have like perfect Wi-Fi coverage too. Mm. It's like it doesn't really ever, it doesn't really bother us and stuff. So that's why I don't really use that much data. But yeah, speaking of which, I also splurged a little on some random shit. Nice. I haven't gotten it yet, but I bought a new e-scooter. Oh, how fun! I haven't used it yet, so I'll, I'll let you guys know how it is. And I've I, why I bought it, I don't know why. It was just like an itch to get a new toy or something like that. I kind of, like, so I have my motorcycle license, and I kind of wanted to get one, but I also know it's kind of dangerous and shit. Like, people are uh, pretty fucking... I want my motorcycle license to buy a motorcycle and everything, but I don't trust myself, and I know yeah. for, like, a good reason. I don't reason. trust you either. Yeah, I like to speed a lot, and I know that any accident's like a big accident when, you, yeah. when you're on a motorcycle, so I... It's my little ban on myself. Yeah, okay. that was my thought too. So 
I mean, so the urge came when um, so Joyce's dad has just bought one recently. Mm. Um, and her cousin also bought one, and um, like they offered to like let me use it if I want to use it and shit. I was like, fuck no, I I, I shouldn't. Um, but I do still want to. I don't know, like, I, I've always rode, like, I've always rode my bike, and I've always, like, done these, you know, bike-like activities, two-wheeler activities and shit, mm. uh, so I was kind of itching, and I'm kind of lazy at bike, so I was like, fuck, I'm just gonna get an e-scooter and play around with that and try it out, do some cool shit with that. <clears throat> I mean, it's pretty cool, I think there's, like, a, the one I bought has 30 or 40 kilometer range, mm. that's pretty good, I can go pretty far with that. I was thinking, like, some days at work, uh, if I don't work out after work, I might just, like, scooter to work and then oh. charge it at work and then scooter home. Well, I was going to say, like, what the heck? That's not working out. No, but That's no, no. pretty fun. No, no. It's just, like, if I have volleyball after, then I would just, mm. like, I can't go work out anyway, so I have to scooter home, like, straight home. So I was like, oh, I might I might think about doing that. I'll see. Well, let me imagine getting off work and your coworkers like, is that it? Is that Jorge? <laughs> <laughs> just see me zipping by. <laughs> yeah. But it's also different too with a scooter. Like you don't, like you take some road paths, but mostly it's like trails and shit. Mm. So it's like isolated from cars just like hitting you. Did I show you myself <clears throat> fucking dying on a pothole from when I was e-scootering? No, but you hit a pothole hard and you almost Like really flew hard. Off. Like I didn't even, I didn't see the pothole at all because there was a, a tree's shade was covering it. Um, so I went full speed over and I flew off. No, I'm definitely gonna wear my helmet when I scoot <laughs> I thought about not wearing my helmet to look cool, but I was like, nah, I like my brains. Yeah, yeah, you definitely should. Yeah, plus, plus back when I biked to school from my house to the university, I swear, I almost got run over so many times by like oh careless Lord. drivers. Like careless drivers turning right and not seeing me and all that shit. It's just like, God damn it. I was like, this is like, there's a bike lane here. I'm biking on the bike lane. I thought I was safe. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't care. Yeah, so kind of dumb. Plus, I see some videos about it too, and I get kind of scared too. I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, it's right. Crazy ass drivers not like looking and stuff. Maybe you can go <clears> on the same trails that our friend Gabe. Gabe. Yeah, I was trying. I mean, to, I was trying to remember if he had a nickname. No, but he's if, he's mostly Southside. Trails he goes like everywhere though I think he goes downtown too yeah I'll probably like for me to get to downtown is pretty easy Kinsman has a really nice trail. yeah yeah nice trail around that that's where I that's where I died oh well, did you hit a giant pothole yeah damn I like uh, biking through Kinsman the sad part is now that Har- Harlock Park's closed it's like you can't bike through the oh what why is Harlock Park closed it's uh, under construction for two years oh what the fuck how did I know, not know this so uh yeah so Heritage Days actually moved to I think Reno Park or somewhere near there or something like that but yeah I, I was surprised when I saw it I was like damn it's actually it's such a popular park too it is such a popular park near uh, near U of A oh fuck you got fucked up hard could you imagine you're on a motorcycle dude you'd be fucked I know broken bones <sighs> and shit I really I, I was gonna buy a motorcycle like <clears throat> just cause years, like, just, like two years it? ago and no and get my license and everything yeah but then I thought about it seriously and I was like you know what no I, I legit don't trust myself or not trust myself. I know who I am. I know I'm going to speed and I know I'm going to test my limits and I know I'm going to get an accident and any accident is going to be a big accident. Yeah. I mean, so I know for sure I would get injured and so I can't let myself. So the whole reason I even learned how to motorcycle is just so like if I go to a, like a European or Asian city where you have to like moped somewhere, I, I'd be more confident in it. 
Let me tell you, if you go to Thailand, you don't need a motorcycle license to drive a motorcycle because I did that. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> you'll be more confident in riding if oh, you I'm already so confident. if you already know how to like ride a motorcycle. Then riding like a moped is like an easy version of that, right? Hmm. So then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna get my motorcycle license." So if I ever go to like Europe or like um, Asia or anything like that, but it's also like riding with someone, like with with someone. Yeah, I I'd be a lot more confident if I had my motorcycle license and stuff. That's true. Uh, but even after I got my motorcycle license, I barely rode. Like I didn't have my own bike. Mm. I I just I took lessons and then I took the exam and I passed and then I rode a bit like once in a while with if my friends like let let, let me borrow theirs. But that was about it. Mm-mm. But it is like harder. It's much harder to ride a motorcycle than a than a moped, right? Like, yeah, it definitely is. <clears throat> but it's so fun. Like when I was driving it in Thailand, I sped yeah. everywhere and it was great because everyone was speeding. So I was like, okay, if this is fine. There's no f- fucking big ass cars that can run me over if I slide or I, anything. I, I'd actually be kind of worried in like a big city in Asia, but like a small town, I'd be chilled about it. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was. I was driving it around like an island, so it felt fine. Oh yeah, like but I, think, I know if I did it here on like Anthony Hendy or like White Mud or something, I would die for sure. Yeah, I I rode um in Vietnam a bit too, but it was just in the village and stuff. And fuck the but the bike they gave me was messed up, so like one of the gears was messed up and shit. And then I was riding next to my dad, and my my thing was really loud because I because I couldn't shift gears because it was messed up. And then my dad kept telling us like, just shift the gear. And then when we got to the place, my aunt was telling my dad was like, oh, that thing's broken. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was literally trying to shift the gear. Is uh, it for the gas there? It's clear colored, right? Or I guess all the gas is clear colored. I mean, I don't look at yeah, gasoline's usually clear. For some reason, in my head it's brown black. No, I mean, if anything, it'd have a tinge of blue or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, you're right. But no. So I remember when um the guy was filling the gas for my motorcycle. He had them in these those bottles that you would normally fill like regular tap water in. Oh yeah. At a restaurant, and he was just pouring it in, and yeah. I thought it looked so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just uh, drink this a little. Um, but yeah, those are some of the adventures I'll be getting into in the summer. My oh, fun. Nice e scooter and this sick deal I have. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is uh, our physical activity. So mm. I was telling Viv before the podcast, I was like, I think I might stop going yoga soon. Like not go every week, might go every two weeks now. Mm-hmm. And my rationale was that, um, and I think a lot of people agree with this, like yoga can be physically demanding, but if your pure goal is just to get physically strong, yoga is not the way to go. Like it's yeah. not, it's, it's like maybe more calisthenics than anything, but even then it's not that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I feel like the benefits aren't really worth it anymore. Like the benefits for me is all mental or mostly mental. Yeah. And I've like committed myself. Like I've done it for a year and a half. Every week That's for a year and a half. That's solid commitment for sure. So then I was like, okay, I've tried it and now I know the benefits of it and I've like truly dove into it. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to step back because I don't think it's that worth it for me anymore. I, I don't have dreams and desire to be like a yogi or anything like that or teach other people yoga or stuff like that. And I think it's mostly just like a mental benefit. And the the mental benefit is mostly like enduring pain and also um, just like mentally checking in and checking out. And those two things, I feel like I kind of practice on my own already so i was like okay maybe i'll go yoga every two weeks now or something like that because i still have a bunch of punch pass left so i was like fuck, yeah. i have to use this i started going back to yoga like a month ago every saturday and i actually really like it i really missed it but then it's kind of it feels a little bit different now because i used to go alone and then for the longest time for like three years i would always go with one of my best friends jessica mm. but i haven't gone with her yet because she just gave birth like 
almost three months ago now and so she hasn't really left the house much at all and so I've just been going alone and I kind of actually really miss her because it was kind of the thing that we would always do together and normally like I said at the beginning of the podcast I'm really okay with doing things by myself but this is something that I actually really enjoyed doing mostly because I was doing it with her so I still yeah I've been going every Saturday and it's still relaxing I still feel really good when I go out but I do miss that aspect of her being there too yeah yeah I think it's a cool activity like don't get me wrong i'm not hanging on yogis or anything i think it's just not for me i think for what i want in life i don't really care too much for it yeah so i was like i might draw back on that and maybe focus more on climbing or working out or something like that do you still do the sauna all the time every yeah so after every workout so i think the only days i don't do sauna is days i play volleyball oh and i think days i climb i also don't because there's no sauna there yeah so usually after every workout or for hot yoga during the workout, there's I, I go sauna. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, I go sauna pretty often. Um, Actually, I was just going to say the first week back, it was so hard for me to go sauna. Uh, like to stay in there a long time? So I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, how do you know you've had a really good workout? I feel like, okay, the number one thing to know that you've reached your limit or maybe even surpassed it is if you puke after your workout. <laughs> that's literally your body telling you that you're you they shut down the gi track because it focused all its energy on working out when your central nervous system is shutting down yeah shit like that um so first week back i had issues with that because my body wasn't used to it yeah um but yeah when you're at that state where you work out really hard and you go to the sauna afterward it kind of extends it uh, and then you feel really shitty in the sauna and stuff. Oh, fuck, what yeah. the hell? But now now I'm back to normal. Like, now I can do my, like, 10 to 15 minute in the in the steam room. I actually go steam room, so I actually yeah. go, go sauna. I think steam room's a lot harder because it's harder to breathe. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you get more of the hot air everywhere, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, it's just, like, science. It's, like, there's more steam, water particles in the air. Yeah, you get yeah. more water in you. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I always thought, like... It, like what's the one thing that defines a good workout and shit and i was like that's probably it the the whole puking part is, is probably the one where it's like you've reached you've surpassed your uh your fucking limit but yeah and, and if I'm i ever actually, do i actually reduce my 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 sauna time by a bit oh interesting like i i i, I can feel like when i'm seeing the sauna i can feel like okay i'm starting to not feel good like mm. like not like not feel good as in like this is too hot not feel good as like oh i think i'm feeling nauseous kind of thing yeah. and then i like leave and stuff and usually, like, I try to push that limit when I'm in the steam room. So, like, for example, when I start getting back to it, like, I might can only do seven minutes, and then I'll, like, push it to, like, eight or to nine, and then ten, and then more and more. Is there a science behind how long you should stay in the sauna or uh, the steam room for it to be beneficial for you or a range of time? Yeah. Or is I, it just the longer the better? No, there is there is a range of time where the longer it is, the null benefit. Okay. Um. And there is a minimum. Uh, I think the gym recommends 10 minutes because they don't want people dying. <laughs> Especially old people, you know? Yeah, like old yeah. people just sits there and they think they can last longer. They thought they were younger and stuff. Because like, like when you're in a sauna, like when you're in a sauna, your blood pressure goes up and stuff because yeah. your body's like moving your blood and sweat and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know what the minimum is. Uh, I just do it until I feel like I'm not comfortable. Like I'm beyond not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's, it's kind of hard to say because like, to me, not comfortable and to someone else not comfortable could mean two different things. That right? is true. Uh, but that's actually a very viable way to measure things because I know I've been really into cold soaking lately. Like I yeah. used, I've been doing cold showers for almost like seven months, seven, no, eight, eight months now, yeah. like every single morning. Yeah. But in the last 
month and a half, I've been doing cold soaks in the morning. And the way that you measure whether it's beneficial for you or not, or not beneficial, whether it's working for you or not, is if you're just uncomfortable. Mm. And scientifically, that's a very good way to measure it. Yeah. So I, I like I know certain signs. One of them obviously is the nauseous one. Uh, and then the other one is I start feeling tingly. Like my fingers start huh? feeling tingly. <laughs> and then my face starts feeling tingly. And that's when I know like I'm at my limit. Like stuff, are, stuff is starting to feel a little numbish. Tingly? Oh. Yeah, it's like a tingly numb feeling. And um, it <laughs> that use, sounds concerning. Yeah. It, I mean, when I go out, like I'm all red. Like yeah. it's completely red. Uh, and then that's when I know like, hey, there's a mental limit and there's a physical limit and you're reaching the physical limit now, not the mental anymore. Mm. Right. Uh, and that's usually what I gauge. I usually gauge the nausea, the nausea and the tingliness. Mm. Uh, because if like some workouts are different from other workouts and when you really work out hard, like uh, that nauseousness is really annoying. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I was just going to compound that to like after my trip, I, I'm pretty sure on the trip I gained some weight, but definitely like the fucking shitting a lot did not help. Like, the, I, I think I told it during my Japan podcast, like, I was just having, like, straight poop. Like, just yeah, straight water poop. Like, water. I'm pretty sure, like, it kind of bounced. But I think now I'm back to my pre-vacation weight already. Nice. Um, And I actually want to lose a bit more weight uh, because it's kind of a dumb reason. I have a specific birthday number coming up soon. I'm turning 25, guys. Shut uh, and I was like, oh, maybe I should try to, like, get very physically fit. Uh, that's like that's a sickle yeah and then i want to do that but then i'm kind of struggling losing a bit of weight like i'm actually very like okay with this weight and in terms of my, my mm. body really wants this weight yeah so it's yeah. like it's really like fighting against me mm. um and then obviously mentally i just have to like toughen up a bit because like some days i'll have like a really tough workout and it, it, this is usually what happens. Like, beginning of the week, I'll be fine. I'll starve okay. And then closer to the end of the week, I was like, fuck. And then sometimes my dad would, like, make, like, one of my favorite dishes dishes or something like that. Because mm-hmm. he's 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 retired now, so he has a lot of time to cook and stuff. Yeah. So he'll make a dish I really like uh, just for him to eat. And then he'll save me, like, a, a, a bowl of it. Like, not enough for a full meal, but, like, enough, just, just like, a bowl to, like, I can eat that and my meal. enjoy some. Yeah, yeah, but then I was like, that fucks everything up. Because, like, I can't just <laughs> yeah. save that, right? I can't save that for later because... Even, like, 200 calories will fuck it up and yeah, that's, like, a bite yeah, of something. It just fucks everything up. And then, or a couple bites. And then, like, the closer to the end of the week, the less I'm able to resist that shit. And then now that summer's coming, it's even worse, too. Because, like, summers, there's always events going on. Fuck, I know. So, it's like, fuck, I, I want to, like, stick to this meal regimen, but then all these things are popping up I, for the for the most part it is like mentally like challenging though yeah so i just have to like toughen that shit up but it's so hard to resist some stuff like when when yeah. i'm at work Fuck. and they're like oh there's free lunch i'm like again going back to my frugal mind i was like hey if i save <laughs> my lunch today for tomorrow i can just eat the free lunch they give me yeah and i'll save a whole meal but obviously i can't like eat exactly the amount of calories as i saved up so then I'll be like, okay, I'll try to eat close to it, and all of a sudden I'm pretty sure I'm you're you're usually way over. Like what what whatever you think, especially when you eat like junk food and shit, whatever you think you the amount of calories you ate, you're probably over that. Mm-mm, for sure. So then there's like all these factors, but most of these factors are just excuses. Like when I think back to it, they're mostly excuses, anyways. Um, but it's tough. It's like when you go to these events and these like summer events too, you're like, oh fuck, like I kind of just, you know, eat I know, right? like normal. Fuck, I've been and not eating think so much fucking stuff. ice cream lately. I need to stop. 
So I mean, I think you're fine though, Viv. I think I think you I think you could fan up a bit. No, I want I want Alina back out. I remember like when I lost a lot of weight before from being really sad. Yeah, I was really fucking skinny, but yeah. then I also kind of liked it. You liked being that skinny? Like in my workouts were like dying because i had not, not the same amount of strength at all yeah but i think i would like to be somewhere in between that and where i am right now but okay see that's the other thing like your your diet affects your workout so much too so much right so yeah. it's like you want to go hard yeah. but you also can't eat too much because then you're know, losing that fuck. but then at the same time you're like fuck but these gains can like compound for later right yeah i like to think of it as it's more mental than not right now because I feel I still feel like I'm not pushing myself as hard as I could be. Yeah, and yeah. So like the last time I did my big cut, like my let's call it like one part of your life, one era of your life, my big cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a different place than I am now, so it's like it changes a lot. So when you do a cut, you one obviously your strength goes down a little bit, which is annoying yeah. for me because I'm constantly trying to gain strength. Like yeah. I I I want to play my best one in volleyball. I want to do my best one in climbing. Right. Exactly. Uh, number two, your libido goes down. Like when you're hungry, you just don't have the drive to have sex. It's yeah. just it's just factual. It's just primal. Like there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. Uh, and it's different because back then I was single. Now I'm not. Right. Yeah. So it's like I can't just fucking have like limp dick all the time. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to, if I'm starving all the time. Right. Uh, That's true. And, and then, you're more irritated. Yeah. And then you get more cranky. Right. And then again, back then I was single. It's fine. I can be cranky when I'm by myself and nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But when you're cranky and you have a relationship and, you know, you don't want to be a dick. And it's like, it's it's not intentional, right? Like, I'm not doing it intentionally. It's just like your hormones all fucked up because you're starving yourself, right? So then it's like, it's so much harder when you're in this state. So I kind of get it when people are in a relationship. It's so much harder for them to, like, lose weight and shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but a bit of me also thinks, like, oh, I just have to, like, get some get some mental fortitude. But yeah, it's it's uh it's been a struggle trying to lose this. Like it's literally seven and a half pounds. I'm gonna, like right now I'm at one fifty seven. I just want to hit one fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I can hover around that and just gain muscle mass, I'd be happy. And a part of it too is like if I had less weight, it'd be easier to climb, and my knees would hurt not hurt as much when I play volleyball. Yeah. So as I was just thinking, like, okay, if I just hit this weight, then I think I'm comfortable there. I think if I get any lower, it'll be uh not nice. Like the the, the power I have would just be gone. I think so too. I think when you start to diet, you definitely can tell when you go to the gym and you definitely can't move the same weights. And then I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like my mental isn't as there either to push through with the weights too. Mm, yeah, yeah. But the other day, or not the other day, literally yesterday, I did a workout and I tried to manage the amount of caffeine I take in and how much I rely on caffeine on a regular basis so i try to like literally never drink coffee unless i actually need it or take pre-workout to drink energy drinks unless i actually need it and i think maybe i should try and change my mindset not necessarily okay not necessarily my mindset but change how i determine whether something is worth it to use caffeine or not because yesterday I went to go work out and I had like a solid hour to work out and I wanted to focus on compound movements and I did barbell RDLs for this for a working set for the P let me rephrase that I did barbell RDLs and my working set weight was my two rep max PR for my sumo deadlifts Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And I thought that was the most heaviest I could ever lift. Yeah. Because I did only two at max with sumo, which is kind of like a, it's not cheating, but you can definitely lift a lot heavier when you do sumo deadlifts than any other form of deadlifts. But yesterday I was able to do the exact same thing, but as a working set and with RDLs instead of sumos. And I was fucking shocked. Damn. And I just had an energy drink at like five o'clock. I mean, it could help. I, I see why people would, like, take weed and stuff before they work out, too. Yeah. Like, for for me, it's scary when I do that. Because uh, I think I've told you before, when I take weed, I don't feel anything. Like, as in, like, oh, I don't yeah, have any... any yeah, like, I have zero sensation. Like, if you sprayed water on me, mm. like, I can mentally know it's wet, but I can't feel it's wet. That's fucking weird. Yeah, so it's uh, it's not it's not safe when I do it. Because yeah. it's, like, you can hurt yourself with that, right? But I see why people do it if they have, like, a less... Ver- less sensitive version of that Mm -hmm. uh then they could actually like go through some tough shit i know a few times i've gone to the gym high or like slightly high and i only like to use it if i'm there for a workout that's not a really high rp and i'm not trying to make any prs but i'm there mostly just as just for discipline and to work on my my muscle connection because I feel like when I'm high I can feel I'm the complete opposite I can feel all my bodily sensations more oh. so when I work out I can really like I feel like a lot of my progress <laughs> or not a lot okay some my muscle connection connections were made when I was high in the gym because I like made more sense than if when I wasn't and now that I don't really ever get high anymore I still carry on that knowledge, but I can't, I definitely can't be high and do heavier sets because then I can't breathe. Oh, okay. For some reason, yeah. I mean, it's nice to unlock something for you. Yeah. For me, it's like my care for that specifically is not as high. Like my care mm-hmm. is always like performance, right? Yeah. So it's like climbing, volleyball, running, like actual performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I never really, but maybe, maybe that'll help. Like maybe if I thought more about mind muscle connection and shit, like sometimes I do on very specific things, but mm-hmm. not, not all the time. Uh yeah, so that's about it for me on physical activity. I want to give everyone an update on me. I don't know anything on you, Viv. Any other updates on that? For physical, well, I guess if when you started talking about all these new things that you're trying out for the summer or your e-scooter and stuff, that reminded me of my paddleboard. Oh, like a def- stand-up paddleboard? Yes, I have oh, a stand-up paddleboard, no? and I bought one last year, and I only went like seven times yeah seven times that's quite a bit last year really i feel like it's not that much for like a sum a whole summer Bro, i've seen people buy utensils they never fucking use <laughs> that's not i bad. mean true but then there's also a lake kind of near the back of my house oh, it's like okay. half an hour drive away and that's not that's not that bad the back of your house it takes half an hour to get to my house from your house <laughs> okay that's true but then it's out of the it's kind of out of okay. the city that's why yeah. it feels like back of my house okay sure and there's not like anything really in between and i feel like I, I could go a lot more often like literally anytime it's sunny on the weekend or after work i could probably go i think i get paddle a bit and i think it's like so much fun i, I feel like if i did stuff like that i'd get way too uh way too competitive or like way too into it even if you're doing going by yourself because i I like the aspect of going by myself or i bring lumi but then lumi i can only bring her so often because i have to bathe her yeah yeah. 
Yeah. And she can only be bathed so often. No, it's I just I get in my head so much. Like when I'm biking, I was like, I don't want to just I don't want to just bike. I want to bike to fucking school. I want to do kilometers. I want to time myself. I want to make sure I'm always hitting this time or better. Oh, and then if I'm not hitting this time, I want to know exactly why. If it's diet or something like that. Like so, like whenever I do shit like that, I get way too into it. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, when when I was biking a lot, I was. I bought a road bike uh, after a while, and then I just went almost every day. Like every day didn't rain. I biked from my house to school from like June to September. Um, but then when it got a little too cold, I'm like, "Fuck this shit! I'm not getting no fat tires or anything like this." <laughs> fuck, fuck these guys. That's I can go hard or go home on everything you introduce yourself to. Sometimes, like when I, yeah, I guess. I mean, to a certain degree. Um, but especially something like paddleboarding because it's a, mm. it's like a no cost. It's a upfront cost thing yeah right so for me it's like oh fuck like i'd want to do it non-stop it's like if you bought me a bow and arrow and you actually gave me a target to hit i'd mm-hmm. go like hard i'd yeah, like yeah. go all the time because there's, there's no cost to that right uh but if every time you go there's a cost to it then that kind of changes my brain a little bit That's so true. so for example uh i did go pretty hard one year for golf uh, when i went to the driving range a lot but oh, I remember um that. it costs a lot to go to the driving range yes. but the only reason i went a lot is because it was a transition between university and working and I got the low income pass from the city and you get a free bucket of ball one per day at the Victoria golf place. So like, again, going back to my frugal life, because I got that every day, I went a lot. Yeah. To right? make sure you use the free yeah, shit. That because you it's get, free. Right? So I was like, yeah. fuck, I'm going to use the fuck out of it. But then that would be the same as like paddleboard. If I got like a kayak or paddleboard and I already paid for it, I'm like, fuck, I have to keep going because I already paid for it. Like, yeah, I already yeah, paid the upfront cost. It, right? Yeah. Until, like, I've exhausted that upfront cost. So, for example, biking. Like, I bike so much on the bike. I'm like, okay. If I stop now, I use the full value of the bike. What do you think would be... How many times do you think you would have to go? Or how often do you think you would have to go to use up the cost that you put in towards a paddleboard? Uh, how much is a paddleboard? So, I spent 800 on it. Um, At least 40 times. At least 40 because times. when you rent it, it's probably 20 bucks an hour. Okay, that makes sense. Right. So if you spend, if you went forty times and you were to rent it instead, then yeah. it'll it'll just reach the same value. Yeah. But then you have to not start about thinking about the maintenance costs. So then you'd have to go like forty five times to surpass mm-hmm. or to actually mm-hmm. make it worth it. Right. True. 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 Uh, it's just my my brain fucking works like that. It's disgusting sometimes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I'm like I'm so frugal. Sometimes I'm so cheap. I'm like oh fuck. I, I mean, do it's this. a nice mindset to have. I feel. I, I mean in, so, in some yeah, ways yeah like i i hope to keep this it's like it's two ways of thinking about it and i actually prefer the other way so like one way of thinking about it is like oh i spend so much so i just have to make so much more money and yeah then that that's like a very good at it like good and bad attitude so the bad attitude is like if one day you don't make that much then all of a sudden you're like broke and then yeah right but if you could like max value lifestyle do both, inflation yeah if, if, if you can do both if you can like create yourself like a small sustainable amount you spend yeah. and you make a lot then you just create this like infinite gap for yourself right i feel like that's more mind mindset i feel like i don't usually buy a lot of things yeah and i'm not somebody who buys like a lot of brand name things because i don't really care for brand name things i think that you can buy a really nice shirt for the same price that you could buy a brand name shirt or i really don't i don't like bags at all so i don't spend any of this thing like that but then when i do like something i feel like i save enough money in other areas that i can buy whatever i want when i do want it yeah yeah and then that i think that makes in my opinion that makes a lot of sense but in general yeah i don't think i spend a lot i think that like contributes to maximum happiness the most i think so too uh but like for me it gets it gets 
sometimes I do admit it gets a little too much, uh, but I think it's been like toned down a bit more. So like recently we just started uh, booking or started planning our trip to France. So I'm, so I'm going with France. With, I'm going to France with Joyce uh, mm-hmm. coming up in September-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes back to like, oh, I could book the cheapest Airbnb, but it'll be dog shit. And then once you experience some dog shit Airbnbs, you're like, hey, ne- never again. Like yeah. when you're in that moment, you're sitting there in that bed, you're like, I'm willing to pay $20 more per night to like exactly. not experience this, right? Uh, but then you also have to compare to the value. Like, okay, I don't like, we're only here to sleep too, right? Like I'm not, I'm not here to fucking, I, I'm, I'm not here with my laptop trying to start a new life in fucking France, <laughs> right? I'm not doing any of that shit. So I don't need it that nice, right? Yeah. Uh, so then like that always goes through my head like I always think about value proposition all the time right and mm. I don't know it's just it's just how my brain works but uh, yeah it was it was good and I planned a bunch of part of my trip um, and what part of your tickets my, my ticket unfortunately I fucked up and it, like again this goes back to me being frugal I bought the tickets because I thought they're gonna go up soon because a lot of people want to go probably, uh, and they actually went down afterwards. Fuck. Fuck. So I could have saved 150 bucks. Fuck. I didn't. Um, but yeah, I spent like 1,200 bucks. Oh, nice. Which isn't too, too bad. Like, I think average spend is around a thousand bucks. But I was scared it was going to go up because, like, when I was looking at it, it actually started going up a bit. Um, but yeah, I could have saved a bit of money on there. But then with my lifestyle and how I, like, what I do when I go on vacation, I think a lot about, like, you know, best bang for your buck type of stuff. Yeah. So, like, I think Joyce's uh, sister just went. And they're telling me like, oh, recommendation in Paris is to stay within like these districts and shit like that. And I was looking at it. I was like, you guys are fucking like, are you serious? Like, is this normal? I guess for most people, it's normal. For me, it wasn't normal. I was like, I'm not paying 150 to $200 a night to stay in this place, even though it's closer to this part of Paris, right? I was because like my, my, this is how my brain works. I was like, okay, I could pay $80 to live 20 minute bus ride away from central Paris. Yeah, I honestly think that, okay, I know that Joyce's relatives and everything probably have or obviously have the upper hand and they have the knowledge and everything. But when I went to Paris, I stayed away from the center of the city. And I think that was the best choice ever because it actually made me feel like I was actually living in Paris. Paris, Yeah, Yeah, and I was experiencing what the locals experience on everyday basis because my I went to do all the local or all the touristy things and all the like fancy things. Yeah, But my favorite day was the day that we just did like nothing. Yeah. We just spent the day acting like we were locals. Yeah. And we watched TV. We went grocery shopping. We wore a little beret and shit and <laughs> yeah. bought a baguette. We actually went to go buy a baguette <laughs> and went to this local place, bought cheese and like bought some flowers on the side and took a long walk, yeah. rented some bikes and just strolled around the place and then yeah. looked at these little shops and then we went home and cook, cooked um, the groceries that we bought. Yeah. And had the window open and just watched Brutal for the rest of the evening. And that was actually my favorite day. I mean, And it was away from, it was like 30, 40 minutes walk away from the Eiffel Tower in the central city. So I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And well, like that's what I was trying to like explain to other people too. And like a little bit to Joyce. I was like, cause like I booked most of the things in Japan cause I understood Japan a lot. Yeah. And I was just telling her, I was like, Hey, we could stay in like Shinjuku or Shibuya or all these nice places but it's going to cost you. Or we could take, stay like 20 minutes further by, by train and pay like half the price and spend extra $2 to take the train to where we have to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was just like, value proposition wise, this makes so much more sense. I know it's like slightly like 
shitty that we can't just like walk back to our place and go upstairs and grab something we forgot uh-huh. but i was like well fucking life's tough just bring all the shit that you actually <laughs> need right like just plan a bit better and you don't have to go through this shit right yeah uh so then i was like yeah i booked our place i was like okay this is, this is gonna be good joyous trust like i know that someone with more knowledge has recommended us this thing but i really don't want to spend like three times the price i'm paying right now yeah just to stay like 20 minutes closer to a part i don't even want to stay at like as like i don't believe i'll value the busyness of central paris right like it's like the way i am and the person i am the quiet side away from down central paris and then if you also go to the countryside of france it's so like so much like that's that's what i personally even want when i go to europe is like you know the rolling hills and like that that's what you want to see exactly there right countryside of france yeah i I don't even want to go to these things but also part of me got so lucky i was like the time we're going is the first Sunday of a month. So like a bunch of museums are free too. I was like, Joyce, we're not going to a museum unless it's that Sunday. <laughs> I'm not paying for all these other fucking museums. Uh, because like, I like doing some of that stuff too. But yeah, I also yeah. like just, I don't know, like if I could. The architecture is definitely really nice. Yeah. Like a part of me loves just like walk, like I love walkable cities where I can just walk mm. around and just see stuff. Me too. But at the same time, a part of me just wants to like fucking rent a car and drive through the French like rolling valleys and all that shit. It's just like, oh man, that'd be so fucking nice. I recommend doing both. I mean, I don't know if I'll rent a car, but I would be tempted to like rent like a scooter and shit. Yeah. But uh, we're not staying in like, Par- we're only staying in Paris for like a couple days. We're mm. going to Marseille, which is Ooh, south of France. Are you going to do some wine tasting? No. So Marseille is a port city. Um, So there's nice beaches there. Yeah. And it's close to some like really cool like national parks that are like very like blue waters and nice mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then maybe if we have a day there, I, I do want to like rent a car or something. Or um, like what we also plan to do is like take some transit, but also like rent bikes there. Yeah. And just like bike around the city and shit. And just Ooh. like spend half a day just biking around and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a plan at least. Uh, I'll figure out how far. How long are you planning on staying? Uh, we're going for a week, like a little bit over a week. Nice, nice. Um, and it just ties in perfectly with like a holiday. <laughs> the indigenous day <laughs> so i had the day off nice, uh, nice. so it just ties nicely with uh time off and shit like i don't have enough vacation um plus like next year like pretty much when i don't have enough vacation they just just leave leave without pay yeah uh so a, a bit of me is okay with that i was like if i really think about it i save so much money from not spending a lot yeah on stuff so it's like like where do i actually want to spend money and it, this is it like what experiences I've, right yeah what i've done That's in the too. past year and a half is exactly what i want like i went to hawaii i went to japan singapore i'm going to france i'm going to philippines mm. like i'm doing the exact things that when i create a mental picture of what makes me happy or what makes my life uh fulfilling these are the exact things that would make my life more f- fulfilling so i was like okay if i have to sacrifice like like leave without pay then or i about to sacrifice money for that i was like that's the whole point of life right yeah i agree i'm along the same boat i would much rather pay for experiences than physical things yeah yeah all the time but i definitely think that my i also don't have as much vacation like my vacation i get three weeks base and then it's however at my company it's every seven hours is considered a work day and every, any hour that i work after that since we don't get overtime pay or anything like that mm. any hour after that every seven hours is a vacation day oh so yeah. i can stack it up and it's, it's pretty great that way so um, i stacked really up good. a decent amount yeah. but then i also always take off random days here and there for like mini trips to like vancouver like i've taken so many trips to vancouver oh, yeah. last year yeah, yeah. and then like little trips to vancouver at calgary and i kind of want to save up my vacation so i 
can take one big ass trip by myself yeah, for like okay. two weeks or so. And I was hoping, or I'm not hoping, I'm planning on going in September, but I was debating on going between Switzerland and some of Europe or Korea and Thailand. Dude, but, when we were planning this French trip, I was like, fuck, should we just go to Geneva? It's like, it's right there. <laughs> it's like right there. We could just go. Well, let's try. Yeah, but I was like, fuck it. I'd rather like have those like off days instead of rushing everything together. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend and she gave me so many recommendations because I was asking her if she, she travels a lot and I was asking her if she recommends like Asia better or what's her idea between Asia more or Europe. And I've been to both, but she kept giving me all these recommendations in Europe and I'm kind of starting to be more sold on Europe when I was starting to lean more on Korea side because Korea's tickets are cheaper. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, if I go to Europe, then I could, I'll probably stay there longer. I'll make a bigger trip out of it. Yeah. Just got to save more vacation. And all of a sudden, you're fucking 35. <laughs> well, no, that means that I would, that means that I would probably like go close to the end of the year, that yeah, it's September, okay. because the tickets are both kind of expensive right now. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at tickets during uh, Christmas and uh, Paris was cheap. It was like fucking 850 bucks. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Dude, you should totally go somewhere. I mean, I hate seeing ticket. Whenever a ticket is over twelve hundred bucks, I'm like, oh, I feel like I could probably wait for this to go on sale. Dude, I spent a lot to go to Philippines. Philippines ain't cheap. Yeah, because I'm like, damn, no ticket. I'm pretty sure you can go anywhere in the world for less than twelve hundred or twelve hundred and less. Not the fucking Philippines. Or you go somewhere reason. near and then you go there. Uh, not the Phil. I've I've thought about it. I've tried it. I was it's like, not the fucking Google Philippines. Side. But um. But yeah, dude, you should go. Uh, we we should go on a trip to Europe. I mean, I I'd be down to go to Europe during Christmas, but I I'd, I'd have to come back like pretty soon. Oh, like I can't go for that long. Is the thing. Yeah, I'd probably just stay. Yeah, because I really want to go to Switzerland. Ooh, that's my next place. Switzerland and Greece, because I've never been to either. Okay, okay. and then maybe dude, like Turkey. The only thing is, isn't it expensive there? To it's go? expensive as fuck. Yeah, I mean, Greece wouldn't be as that expensive though, right? Like to actually stay there wouldn't be as yeah to stay in Greece isn't as expensive but But to travel there is expensive like if you go to any other European city around there like usually when you're going between cities or between countries it's like a hundred dollars plane ticket or or something like that so it's relatively cheap and you can decide literally the day of if you want to go which is what I did last time I went to Europe but then to go from I forgot what neighboring country it is to Greece it was two thousand dollars and I was like Mm. are you fucking kidding me um yeah yeah i mean the, the two parts i still want to go to is the nordic region and then i want to go to spain because i heard the spain the food's really cheap but spain's I, so nice i was gonna say I moved to spain i was gonna say korea is like hitting the limit in my opinion on cheap asian food so like um this is the same as japan and stuff like i felt like japan is quote-unquote cheap but it's mm. not it's getting less cheap all the time Mm. Uh, because their standard of living is getting higher everything's getting, getting more expensive there right um i feel like southeast asia is still kind of cheap but as countries come out of the let's say poverty or third worldness yeah it becomes more and more expensive like Sing- singapore wasn't cheap like it sounds cheap like i i think i spoke on this on during the the the, the, the singapore japan podcast i talked about it's like it's four or five bucks for like a bowl of soup or a bowl of noodles which sounds cheap but that bowl of noodles is like half the size of a bowl of pho here Right. Yeah. So you have to eat like two of those, and then all of a sudden it adds up. It's like ten dollars now, right? Mm-hmm. And you didn't expect it to be that much. Like at ten dollars in the states, you can get quite a bit of food at like McDonald's and stuff, right? So like it's starting to catch up a little bit, and I think like Korea is like starting to catch up. Like when I went, it was dirt cheap, but I feel like it's gonna slowly creep up now. I love Korea, but I definitely don't think that I can go to like Japan alone, or 
yeah, not alone. But the only reason why is because I don't think I'd enjoy it as much. Because mm. I've been to Japan twice already, and I don't yeah. think it's that fun. Yeah. But yeah. everyone else that goes thinks it's like so much fucking fun. I, I and mean, I don't understand it. If if you've never been, I, I see the alert to it. Like this has been my third time, and like I said, I don't think I'm gonna go back for a long fucking time. Yeah. Um, it's just my third time because like just the stars aligned, right? Cheap tickets. Mm-hmm. Joyce's cousin just moved there. Joyce never been, and she's mm-hmm. a weeb. So I was like, okay, it's like the perfect <laughs> fucking time to go. Uh, but outside of that, I probably wouldn't go again. Do you want to go to Bali? Bali's another Bali and New Zealand. I mean, so I've been to Australia when I was a kid. I didn't really enjoy it. Or I didn't, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I just thought it wasn't anything that different. It felt like North America. Oh, yeah. Like this, you said it was like a weird Canada, right? Yeah, so they drive on the wrong side. They speak funny. Uh, their dollars are about the same as ours. And then everything they eat is very, very similar. Like, mm. I don't think there's such thing as quote-unquote Australian cuisine. Uh, I think that'd be the same as like native cuisine, like native Canada cuisine. <laughs> like how everyone thinks all we eat is poutine and shit. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I don't think Australian cuisine's like anything special. Uh let's see what's Asian Australian cuisine. I mean there's Bush in- food. Yeah, there's like Australian indigenous food. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But that's same as like Canadian in- indigenous food. Yeah. That's like Bannock and like all the other stuff they eat, right? Bannock is so good. Uh so I don't think like Australia has their own thing, right? But the good thing about Australia and their food though is that they're so close to Asia that there's a lot of Asian influence. Mm. Right. So I think that's what makes their food pretty good. But other than that, like it wasn't like that special to me when I went. I felt like it like the everything cost about the same as it was here. The dollar was about the same. They yeah. just drive on the wrong road. They don't have furnaces. <laughs> the wrong road. Or the wrong side of the road. Um they don't have furnaces. They only have ACs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everything's just flipped around, right? It's just yeah. like December's hot and July and August is cold, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, so th- I don't know. That's that's why I I didn't really have a desire to 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 actually go back. That's pretty well. Like the my main reason that for wanting to go to New Zealand is because I have a few friends that's that have gone there before and they've got to do a lot of extreme sports there. Oh. And that's okay. my favorite part about trips. That's the most alluring part of trips for me. Are beaches or extreme sports. Mm. And also food, but then you can get food like all around the world, I'm pretty sure. But New Zealand, you get like the sights. And you get to do extreme sports like crazy ass zip lining, or you can go paragliding, and yeah, I really want to do shit like that. Yeah, and then the reason why I really like Thailand is because I got to do a lot of extreme sports, and because Thailand food is the best, and everything is so inexpensive there. Are you ever scared of doing extreme sports in Thailand? Like, I don't know, like you what? know, like being scared little, of what? Like a little fucked up bungee cord, or you know. Little safety standards not up to par. I haven't gone bungee jumping in Thailand, so not for that. I haven't had to sign a waiver for anything I've done. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I mean, they, a waiver won't mean shit to them. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. But like the extreme ish sports that I've done would be paragliding. Okay. Or not? What is it? Para? I think it's parasailing. Dude, I don't remember I, which one's different. I've never done different. any of those beach stuff. It's the one that's connected to a boat and you're up in the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. I actually really want to do that stuff too. I haven't and gone then to like it. jet skiing or banana boating or sea walking. Dude, you know what I'm scared of with jet skiing? I heard um you can you people who jet ski a lot, it's very common for them to have concussions that they don't even know about. 
because their heads always rocking back and forth, and just oh, just that intense rocking motion actually creates uh, or causes that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh shit, that's that's intense. It's kind of scary. I loved it. It's literally like like you can speed on a car and you get that same adrenaline rush. Yeah. But then eventually the road fucking ends and you have to watch for everything on a road. Yeah. But when you're jet skiing, there's nothing yeah. in your fucking way. That's true. And it's awesome. Fuck yeah, I'd love to go like. Like you said, parasailing and all that shit. That'd be super fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be for sure super fun. I've just never done it. I don't know. I just... um, I always think it's a tourist trap whenever I go somewhere. Like somewhere with a nice beach, it feels yeah. like a tourist trap. Uh, surely they can't all and be tourist traps. it's also cheap too. But yeah, in Thailand, it must be dirt yeah. cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah. I or, mean... Yeah, I did some fun things like... Uh, jumping off a boat. I know that doesn't sound like that exciting, but in Thailand, we were on a cruise boat. So there's, or one of the boats that we were on was a cruise boat and it was like three stories high. Yeah. And I got to jump off the top of it into the like the ocean and that, that was so much fun. I almost drowned, but it was still so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like cliff diving. Oh, I, I, I don't think I'd ever do that. So fun. Isn't it painful? You you just have to jump a certain way and then it's not painful. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I've, I've dived from high heights, but... Yeah. Yeah, like if you fuck up, it hurts like a bitch. Yeah, a little bit. Like if you belly flop or you don't uh, slice the water enough. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was the big part. I was like, I don't know. Like I'm a... It's weird. As much as like I do all these things like sauna and yoga and stuff and like try to mentally prepare myself to endure pain, (laughs) I don't go and seek to get pain though. You know what I mean? Like I I myself prepare for pain, but I don't go and seek pain. I I don't think you should get pain from these things it's the adrenaline rush that i mean like when i see people jumping off the fucking cliff or cliff diving i was like fuck if you're not wearing shoes isn't that gonna hurt your foot so much like when you go like when you get when you go in feet first and stuff like isn't it gonna hurt like the impact not that much like for me i'm just thinking slaps your foot i'm just thinking like physics like physics side i was like all that impact water surface tension's pretty high that shit's gonna hurt like a bitch i thought of all that shit before i was like if you ever like jumped off a bridge or like you were pushed off the bridge yeah you didn't actually want to die because like usually when people jump off bridge to suicide it's uh the impact breaks their bones and shit like that and that's that's why they die they drown afterwards and stuff i was like fuck what would you do i always thought about it i was like fuck i'd never do that i would shoot myself and have myself fall off the bridge then it's like more guarantees that you're actually dead i'd be so upset if i woke up and i fucking handicapped myself no no but like like someone pushed you off so like you actually didn't want to die right oh yeah yeah so <laughs> I'm not going that deep dude. okay this, I thought it was so hard because I was like okay physics wise what's impact impact is like um, force of impact plus duration of impact creates the actual like uh, momentum change which creates all this shit like, I, I just thought it from like a physics standpoint I was like fuck man if this ever happened to me I'd have to like throw a shoe in right before I land and that'll break the surface break tension, the tension and then you go in and you have to take as much time as you can to slow down so that means you want to go as deep as you can yeah uh, to slow down as much as you can so it's like less force on a sp- certain part of your body and then that certain part probably w- you want it to be your feet uh, mm-hmm. to lower the possible impact but yeah I, I thought about all that shit and like, you don't you're supposed to not move too did you know that oh really what after you-, you get to the your max depth yeah. try not to move at all so that your body so that all the force that brought your body down can actually collect around you and help bring you up faster than if you were to start trying to oh. push yourself to go up yeah. you're disrupting all that all the kinetic energy that brought you down and it's kind of it'll slow down your momentum of actually going up 
Oh, I, I, that's, I was. That's how people like panic and actually start to drown because you are actually moving up slower than if you were to just relax and let your body naturally float back up. Oh no, I was uh, I was not thinking about that. I was just thinking about like, okay, if I can make it all the way to that deepest depth without breaking anything, mm-hmm. then I'm pretty sure I can su- survive. Just because like I've swam a lot and shit, like I know like you can survive pretty long without your breath and stuff. Is all mental and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But I, again, like, I don't personally seek or desire that shit. Like, anything that's painful, I'm like, uh, that's a no thanks for me, dog. I just don't think of it as painful because it won't be painful. I mean, maybe. Maybe I'm just being a bitch. I'm excited this summer because I'm going to, or I'm looking into doing something that I've wanted to do for so fucking long. And it's flyboarding. So oh, I'm is going, that the water thing? Yeah, it's yeah. when you're kind of like Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, yeah, you get to do that. So I'm going to Kelowna next month oh nice and i know that's an option of something you can do in Kelowna. yeah so me and my friends are trying to get tickets or like book it right now yeah and yeah i'm really looking forward to doing that because that's been a huge thing on my bucket list for so long um i just want to yeah i just want to do the simple water sport stuff even then like i've done paddleboard and shit like that but like yeah like jet skis and shit is something i just want to try out once mm-hmm. and see if i like it and stuff like i see the allure to it um so fun. but it's an expensive hobby for which one? Like all this boating stuff? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like it's not, I don't dude, own any of these this fucking shit. white people. I swear, mortgage off their life just to get a nicer boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, do you need a boat this nice? When it's- I was growing up, a lot of my friends they had boat houses. Oh yeah, boat and, like, houses or not houses? Uh, cabins. Oh okay, yeah. With boats that they park by, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is this a normal thing for Bruh. you guys to have second houses? I had a fucking blow up boat, the one with the little <laughs> pump that you gotta pump it up, and yeah, then, in your bathtub. And then I know, <laughs> as soon as you go into the water, it fucking starts leaking, and you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. Or you would uh, take cardboard boxes and line it with duct tape mm. and try to make it float. Yeah, I would yeah, do that shit was, like that. That was a uh, pretty ghetto <laughs> times. Pretty ghetto <laughs> times. But now I guess I'm more willing to spend to do certain activities. I guess. Exactly. My value proposition brain has started to adjust a bit towards like valuing, actually using my money to actually like Live. enjoy stuff. Uh, it's so, sometimes it's tough, especially like as a video gamer. It's tough to say because like, dude, I could spend like hours playing a video game, and to me, it's enjoyment still. <laughs> or I could spend all this money doing this, but no, I I I completely yeah. get it. Yeah, but for other physical activity, I feel like my gym progress is slowly coming back because After I, the finger thing yeah i injured my finger and yeah. i still can't go the same weights without straps like i use straps every so every single time i lift now still but it's not as painful anymore and like i can't do pull-ups or anything without straps and i can't lift the same i'm like 20 pounds down for on average for all the weights that i can carry and i'm still using straps But because I did that PR yesterday, it made me feel really, really proud of myself. You're confident. I mean, sometimes you got to boost your own confidence. You know, you got to exactly. fan your little flame. You got to lift up your ego a little bit sometimes. I mean, it's necessary. I see and, it. And I've been trying to actually get better at volleyball too. Mm, like, instead of just fucking getting hit in the face. Yeah. Instead of doing that, instead of just like playing for fun in a way. So yeah. I've been genuinely doing drills and trying to learn how to do proper footing and i've placed a permanent ban on myself to never go back to goofy footing even if it's easier even if it'll make the play i'll always stick to proper footing now mm. 
And I've been sticking to it for, I think it was, it's been like three weeks now. Yeah. And I'm slowly improving. Now it feels a little bit more natural. Nice. I I think for me, it's almost the opposite. I feel like, I honestly feel like I'm playing better now. One, because I think I'm in a position where I can play better, like Mm -hmm. uh, as power now and stuff. But also like my mental state is just so much better with volleyball. Like I'm just, I thought I was chilled before. I feel like I'm even more chilled now. I was going to say, do you think it's because you don't like, in some ways you don't, care Care as much yeah yeah for sure for sure it's because i don't care as much. like back then i would like if i got if i was playing bad i would get pissed at myself and then it would just be like me balling all that shit up and stuff Mm -hmm. and then now it's more like okay this might sound bad but now my my team usually plays shitty (laughs) so i was like okay (laughs) if they're playing shitty mentally i'm like there's nothing i can do about it like i can't control other people the best you can do is right so then when i'm playing well and my play although my team's playing shitty i still i still don't feel bad because i'm like hey what happened today today i played a great game like Mm. today my game was good i can't control how they behave i can only be like a positive force in my team and then they can choose to feed off that or they can choose to keep tilting it's like completely up to them Mm -hmm. right um but i'm not gonna like i don't even push to try to get them positive i'm just positive myself (laughs) <laughs> i was like i was like that's just my mind i was like if they tell i'm like well you know you you do you i'm yeah. just gonna have fun playing my game right uh and i think that's good i think uh also like i think the skill level in edmonton volleyball has gotten better because there's more people playing now yes for uh, sure. so i think i think we're at the proper skill level i think back then like we always desired and pushed ourselves to be at the top but now I'm like, guys, like, there's some limitations. Like, there's some physical fucking limitations. And, like, these people who are coming up that's playing better, like, they just play fucking, like, club volleyball and high school volleyball or they're just, like, genetically taller and shit. And it's like, I mean, this is, like I said, you, you can change stuff about yourself, but you can't change stuff about other people. If people are just, like, exponentially better. You can't really do shit about that, right? Yeah, that's true. You can improve on yourself, though. Yeah, so then, and then, again, I go back to the mentality. It's like, hey, it's a it's a 12-person game with six on your team. Like, there's five other people you can't control. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, my my mental state is just so much better. I think at this tier, at tier two, it's just so much easier and just more chilled and relaxed mm-hmm. for me. And like I said, if we lose, we lose. I always have that mentality. But it's, it, it, like, if we lose, it means that that day we weren't as good as the other team. It doesn't mean we can't beat the other team. Yeah. Um. And if we do beat the other team, we deserve to be in this tier. So I was like, I I always I I know some people get like salty about the tiering system but i always believe like you're in the tier that you belong in. like there's a reason you're here right? yeah and the reason why you're staying there yeah so there's a reason you're here there's a reason you're staying or there's a reason you're going up or, there, or there's a reason you're going down and it could be it could completely be like you suck at volleyball but you had four really good weeks mm-hmm. again that's still a reason that you're going up right or mm-hmm. it could be the opposite you're like pure gods at volleyball and you had four really bad weeks well yeah that's the exact reason you're you're going down right so i don't know i feel like i kind of just more chilled about it mentally mm-hmm. which which makes it a lot more fun like i just i don't know like i don't know how to say like i'm always really competitive but after a certain time i'm like okay this is like i'm, I'm not putting a limit on myself but i'm just saying like this is this is good like this is a good state i'm at like Do to get think- significantly better i feel like the time commitment has to be like way more mm-hmm. right. you think it's because your expectations now match yeah the team's play I think so. Mm. I think so. Like, and it's, uh, and your level matches your team level. So if you're yeah. like the shittiest person on your team, it feels bad. And if you're the best person on your team, it also feels bad. Yeah. But if you're the best person on your team and the next best person isn't that much worse. Yeah. Or you're the shittiest person on your team, but the next shittier person isn't that much better than you. Yeah. And you're all within like the same range. Then it's kind of like, uh, it feels kind of good. Like we all belong together. 
number one and we <laughs> yeah. all belong in this tier no, yeah. as, as a number two, right? I can see that. So, like, I felt bad before because I felt like I did kind of get carried a bit before. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel like I'm, like, top, like, I'm pretty top tier of my team. Nice. But I don't think, like, I don't think I'm that much better than anyone on my team. I feel like I'm I'm playing really well right now on my team, but I think any of my teammates can play just as well on any other day. Uh, so, yeah, it's like the expectations kind of started to align with skill level and stuff. And then also, like, effort level, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a skill effort and yeah it just started it's all to, matching yeah it started to match a bit more and it's just fun like for me I just I don't care too much but I think uh, one of our players may not continue next season oh shit and then we just have to figure something out I'm I mean, curious who is it uh, one of the girls so we gotta figure oh. that out but uh, yeah if that's the case I guess I'll be a free agent again and yeah how exciting to be a free agent yeah I don't know I have to figure that shit out like I'm pretty cool with pl- playing with most people so I don't know yeah but we'll see. The thing is, like, being a guy in a power is, like, a fucking unicorn. <laughs> like, girls always take up the power slot. So I was like, fuck, what can yeah, I actually true. play on these teams? I guess I could play right side. I don't want to play middle. I don't want to set. So I was like, that's about it. Uh, I guess I got to spruce up my right side hitting again. That is true. Uh, but, yeah. But, no, it's been fun. I think mentally I've been good. I think climbing's been really good. I thought I'd be rusty, but I actually got back into it really quickly. I feel like I'm on the verge. Like, my friend's keep telling me this too but they also think i'm on the verge of doing v5s nice. like i'm like just on the edge because like i'm like flashing v4s and i'm like doing them pretty easily now so they think like dude they're like just on the edge of doing v5 do you like, ever record any of your your climbs, climbs? no never that's yeah. for fucking losers oh i mean i see why people do it you kind of see like certain bad habits you might have um but i don't know like my my, my friends tell me like when they watch me they they kind of tell me what i can improve on and shit yeah, I think that's good enough for me for for what I want. Yeah. Um, I think everyone climbs differently too, right? So yeah. something that looks like a bad habit to one person could just be how they are, uh, how what life works is. for another person, right? Like your ape index is different, right? Like I have fucking short arms, so like I have to do more big moves and dynamic moves and waste more energy compared to my friends who can reach stuff, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. one way isn't wrong, another way isn't right. It's just different. That is true. As long as you solve the puzzle. Yeah, I'm excited when your finger finally gets fixed. You can come climb with us. Oh fuck. I feel like every single time I go get it checked, I get a longer realistic update. <laughs> or at every single next level of oh. my physiotherapy. Fuck. Like I was actually almost gonna get it recasted two weeks ago. What like they redo your splints or something? No, put it in a full cast that I can't take off. Oh shit. Does because that my physiotherapist said that it's been a while and my finger still goes back to being bent after i take it out of the splint like it doesn't stay straightened or i can't keep it straight for a, a f- couple hours at a time when it's out of the splint yeah. and she said that we should think about putting in a permanent cast for three weeks yeah so that my tendon is fully stretched for a long extended period of time so that it doesn't feel the need to shorten after it's out of the splint or when it's not being s- supported by something else so our first step to decide whether i needed to be in a cast or not was that i was gonna wear the splint 24 7 yeah and whenever i do take it off i have to actively be doing physiotherapy exercises so like curling my fingers to make sure i don't lose that movement that range of motion so that's what i've been doing and i did that for two weeks before we set the date on whether we should cast my finger or not and on that date my finger got 
decently more straight and I could hold it for a decent amount of time than before. So now we're just going to keep doing this uh, splint thing for a while and see if that helps for a your, month. Yours is so weird because it's like a mixture of bone, tendon, and muscle that got fucked, right? Yeah. Because I think when I... Do you remember when I fucked up my one finger? Yeah. It was pure tendon. There's zero pain. It was just like the tendon just snapped so it can't go straight again. Mm-hmm. So it's literally... Like, you just keep it straight for a long period of time. The tendon will grow back and connect. And then that was it for me. Oh, really? Yeah. but The tendon doesn't want to shorten at all? No. Like, they literally just told me, just keep it straight. Because right now, the tendon just straight up snapped. But no, there's no issues with bones. There's no issues with muscle. So, the tendon just has to grow back Uh. and then connect back to the point. And then after that, it'll it'll be back to normal. She said mine, like, overstretched or something like that. So, Uh, the tendon on top constantly constantly wants or the tendon on top is too loose but then the tendon on the inside of my finger too tight. Uh, is too tight so it constantly wants to curl i see i see and then when it curls this one eventually gets in the one on the outside gets painful and then when i straighten it they both get painful dude that's so. i think that's one of my biggest fears just fucking up my fingers when i go volleyball yeah just because especially now that I go climbing, I need my fingers so much more. It's so much more important. That's why sometimes I like I know why I fuck up with my overhead passes, but I was like, I'm not willing to like Yeah. I don't know. Like it's just like you want to exert only so much on your fingers and after a while you're like, ah fuck, I'm kinda scared to like fuck it up again. I'm pretty scared to fuck it up still. But I got two really good digs the other day that I'm really proud oh, of. Nice. But other than that, yeah, I've been really scared to fuck this up because I didn't think that this would impact me that badly for this long. I mean it's mental too, right? That's true. Like, or I don't think it's that mental because it's more—it's more pain. Because I don't. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Really, in volleyball, it's definitely mental. I do shy away from digs sometimes, and I don't try yeah. to. I I completely try to avoid overhand serve receives now. And if I do, I just prop the ball with my palms. I never try to set yeah. it right now because I I really don't want to hurt my finger again. But for like other things, like daily life things, like opening bottles or opening doors or driving yeah. or lifting and everything, it's more just a pain over mental that keeps bothering me. That's yeah, I mean, it's for me, it was mental because like I have to debate, okay, how much do I need to rest it compared to how much I need to like play yeah. and do all these other things or yeah. like live life right yeah it's like obviously maximize rest but then like your happiness goes down and stuff so mm-hmm. it's a balance there that's for sure how are the other areas of your life um okay so rapid fire uh career wise i mean i honestly i've been through about a year in this job mm-hmm. i feel like i still haven't learned shit I feel like I've learned stuff. I feel like I haven't. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. It. I haven't learned learned anything. I feel okay. like there was not this. Everything I've learned wasn't nothing. I couldn't just like figure out through Google and like maybe a, a week or two of like figuring shit out. Not a lot of like exponential growth or brainstorming. Things. Yeah, that's what it feels like. But I know my certification is coming in soon. Hopefully, I pray it's now mm-hmm. in the last stage. Um, nice. Pass all the examiners. It's with the board now. So nice. once I get my PNG, that might change things a bit. Uh, recently I got a call from my old workplace mm-hmm. and they're asking me cause they needed help with some shit. And, Ooh. uh, I don't know. It was just kind of nice. It was like, they asked me and then I explained all the shit to them pretty much. Like it was nice because they sent me these two drawings. Mm-hmm. I looked at it and then within 15 minutes they called me and then I explained to them exactly what's going on in both drawings and what to look for. And like just everything related That's to so that. Nice. Right? And it's because I've done it before. Right. Yeah. So like I explained to them like, 
okay, I know why you guys are fucked. Like, I know the commercial implications of this drawing, so what it means to you guys, how, how you get, why you guys are calling me. Like, I know exactly why you guys are calling me before you even call me. Because, yeah. like, I've just seen these drawings, I know why you guys are upset and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I explained to them exactly what we did in the past. And I explained to them what I think their next step should be. And then I told them, like, yeah, like, you should take this, do this, do this. And then if you need any more help, just let me know kind of thing. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's kind of nice because, like. Shows your expertise. Yeah, like, I, I like. And your impact. It's like impact is a great word there. While I was at that job, I felt like I didn't learn shit either. But after I left the job, I felt uh, like I know everything. Yeah. Right. So when people ask me about it, I was like, oh, I know exactly what you need to do. Right. And it's crazy because this field, like the what they're talking to me about isn't even like my field. Like I like I can never PN stamp this thing that they're talking to me about. But I was with the guys when they built it in the field. So I yeah. know exactly why it fucked up. Right. Oh, okay. So I was explaining to them exactly what this drawing means, how it works, et cetera, et cetera. So they're like, oh, Alvin, so uh, are you going to come back soon? I was like, no, not really. Um, but yeah, just uh, give me a call in a couple months. We'll see. Kind of thing <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, That's so nice. Yeah. So then it just makes me think. I was like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I know the more you move, the the less like, like, okay, the more time you're at, you're in a specific job, technically, the more exponential growth you get in that job. As in like, you get better vacation time. They treat you better. You get more benefits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm. Uh, you can never just jump into another company and just get all these things, right? Yes. Um, it's kind of like with relationship, with money and stuff, there's compounding stuff that you don't see at the onset mm. that you get when you stay at one place for a long time. Um, but I don't know. Like I do also see like right now I'm not completely happy with where I'm at. Like I feel like I'm not as engaged as I should be. Mm. Um, and then the way that they want me to be more engaged. It's like, so I don't know, like dog shit. It's like very political. It's very like, Oh yeah. Make sure, you know, you send emails out for reminder for this shit. Make sure they check on this stuff, like more project manager stuff. Yeah. And I was like, fuck man. Like, yeah, I can do that all, but I'm not engaged when I do it. So I feel like I kind of half ass it a bit more because like, I'm not fully in it. Yeah. Uh, whereas in my last job, I was like there, like when they call me, they're like, come out to site right now. We have to solve this problem. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm always engaged with, like, every problem. And I'm, like, it's just a different level, right? Uh, so, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. I don't know what I want. Like, if I wanted to go back to construction, all these guys would love to have me back. Yeah. 100%. Um, but I also know there's, like, a limitation there. Like, you can't do it forever. And it's not exactly in the niche field that you want it. It's not a niche. You can't do it forever. And it's one of those things where it's, like, you have to always work. Um, it's not like a contractor position where you finish your contract and you just get paid a bunch and then mm. the contract finishes just as much as effort you put in. Right? Yeah. But this one's like a no, you have to constantly be here every day. Like you can't work from fucking home. Like you yeah. have to be there. But at the same time, I see some value in that because you see different people all the time. Like like when I talk about social skills, I probably learned the most social skills in that job because I always have to meet these fucking laborers <laughs> who like swear and do all this shit. And every time I see them and talk to them, pretty much like, I have to convince them that, hey, number one, dude, I'm on your team. <laughs> number two, I'm just here to fix the problem. I'm not here to make more problems. Yeah. And number three, I'm trying to just do this right. Like, yeah. you have a boss to please. I have a boss to please. We're all on the same team, though, right? I was trying to get this shit done. Yeah. And then when, when you approach stuff like that, like, you learn social skills so much better. Like, you learn how to talk to specific people. You see how people are right away. Um, here, it's a, a lot less like that. Here, everyone's like a fucking... I won't say backstabby, but like everyone's just hiding behind emails all the time. It's just oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. Hey, do you remember that email I sent like two fucking weeks ago? That oh, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You're supposed to do this. That's per my last email. I was like, oh, motherfuckers. I was like, yeah. And it just, 
it it kind of bothers me a lot too. And then also in the current, I guess right now I'm just nagging about my job right now, right? But <laughs> but in the current position, a lot of it is uh, annoying to me because in my previous job they were so fucked that they kind of gave me free reign. Yes. And how I like to operate is that whatever information I get, I usually send it to almost everyone. Yes. I, I don't hide anything. I'm like, hey, we're on the same team. You need this information as much as I need this information. Right, and even if you don't need it, at least you have it now. Right? Yeah, you have access to it somehow. Yeah, but then at this job, it's like, oh no, we can't share this. Like, we can't share this part of the schedule with them. We like need to tell them something different, or like all this other stuff. Or like, no, we can't share this information with them. We have to go through it first and do this other stuff before we can share it and all this stuff. And I'm just like, fuck, man. I was like, like even if we share with them and it's wrong, it is what it is, right? Like, I see why you may not, on a commercial sense, maybe, but like in um my mind state is always like get the job done right yeah. so like, if, if this can even help the job by 0. 0. point or 0.005% I want to do it anyways because it just takes me like two clicks right mm. but their mentality is a little different and all this stuff so I'm like fuck man I don't know what to do and then sometimes I get in trouble when I do send stuff they don't want me to send so I'm like and, this, and I also get in trouble when I don't send stuff that they <laughs> thought I should have sent yeah. so I was like bruh I was like, Bro, what's the rules I was like I don't know what to do here it just seems kind of um yeah, annoying is all. Are you thinking of taking a step into something that's more the niche that you wanted it? To I don't be? even know what niche I want though, but uh, I thought you wanted design more. Yeah, I do. So this isn't as much design. This is more of like reviewing someone else's design to make mm. sure it works with this company. Is what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Mm. So pretty much, this the client we work for says that this is what we need to do. Like we need to, you know, build a fire extinguisher or something like that, right? And here's all the parameters. And then we go out and then we consolidate stuff. We look at their specs and standards and then we send them out and get other companies to design the actual product that we'll yeah. buy for our client. Um, pretty much where, where an insurance company is how I like to think about it. Our client doesn't want any liability, right? Mm -hmm. So they want to know when they buy something, it's going to work exactly as is. So they paid us to insure them that, right? Um, and it's like... The nice part is that it pays like a stupid amount, um, but I feel like it's not worth it for my growth yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what to do because I'm kind of like stuck. Uh, the nice part is there's going to be a mentoring session coming up soon. So I hope to grab a mentor cool. and try to see if I can learn shit from them. And we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do yet. When do you think you'll hear back for your PNG? Uh, legally, they have to tell me by next month. Oh, nice. Yeah. So legally, they pretty much legally when everything's set and done and I give them all the documents, they have six months to come back to me. Because back then they dragged their feet a lot. So then the government made a law oh, <laughs> saying see. that you have to come back within uh, 180 days. Yeah. Which is six months. Oh, nice. So legally, they have to come back to me soon because uh, it's coming up to that six-month mark. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm still thinking and still trying to figure shit out. Like, I don't know about you, but at the end of the day, a true freedom doesn't come until you have your own business kind of thing. That's... <laughs> so I, it's I like, know what you mean. So it's like sure. kind of dumb because like as an engineer, it's so hard to get to that point. Uh -huh. It's almost... Like so few people actually start their own firm and stuff. Um... But I don't know. Like, I actually thought I, I have no idea which way to pivot because I, I know I need to pivot at some point. I could pivot back to construction and become like really good at it and mm -hmm. also be like a contractor for that, like a consultant for them, mm -hmm. right? Be like, hey, I'm not working for you guys, but I'll go over designs for you guys and stuff and like consult about these things. 
Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, companies don't want to do it. They just want to hire you straight. Like, no, we just want you to work. Like, we want you part of our like full time stuff. And that's true. So I don't know because like the full time life is uh, it's okay. I just need more vacation. To be honest, if if I got more vacation in my current job, I'd be actually not okay because my current <laughs> job I don't learn enough. But yeah. in a job that I'm more engaged and I learn more and I get a bit more vacation, I'd be pretty happy. I think so too. I think I would feel the same way. And I think. I personally don't think it's ridiculous. I think I think four to five weeks is a very reasonable amount. I think very reasonable, especially um, when Europe does it. Yeah, like when Europe does it as a minimum. Yeah. But I feel like it's just, like I thought about it. I'm like, if you're on vacation too much, you actually, it actually is detrimental to your work. Yeah, like coming back and catching anything? up and all that stuff is actually detrimental. So then I thought about it. I was like, hey, how much is actually reasonable? So I was like, okay, if I go every two months, is it reasonable? I was like, not really. So if you go every two months, that means you have six weeks of vac- vacation. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it. I was like, it's not really reasonable because when I left, it took me like a week and a bit just to catch up. Yeah. And then what? I only get another four weeks of work before I go back on vacation. And then I have to like forget a bunch of shit and relearn and like mm-hmm. re-catch up on stuff. So I was like, I don't think six, every every two months is actually reasonable, which is six weeks of vacation year. So then I thought like, I think four or five is actually reasonable. I think if every two and a half months, you yeah. go on a one week trip, it's actually a very good break and it will help you be more engaged at work. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a sweet spot for a lot of like normal people. I would like to argue like five or six, or I would say six. Because sometimes you just want to take a day off. Yeah, so I've never... So it's not even like trips. Or I think that around Christmas time, I feel more inclined to save a lot more on my vacation around Christmas time because like, I don't want to work when it's the holidays and you're feeling all festive and everything. Yeah. Or even just to have things stored away because it feels kind of like shit when you're like planning your year and you're like oh i only have this much vacation days left versus if you had a free week that you're like i don't even need it but it's fine i'll just leave it yeah that's great too right but i also kind of think about on the employer standpoint like six weeks is quite a bit i was like thinking like is it reasonable not completely reasonable to be honest for six Mm -hmm. weeks i think it's kind of excessive yeah um, and I also thought about like living in Edmonton, Alberta, like how much vacation do I actually need? I, I was like thinking like, okay, usually December, I probably won't go anywhere because usually hang out with family during Christmas. Yeah. Um, July, August, I usually won't go anywhere because like there's so much activity going on in, in, in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So then if I went on vacation, it'd be like what? One trip in February, one trip maybe in April or May. Mm-hmm. And then no other trips until like maybe September and then maybe another trip in November. So that's about four weeks ish. So yeah. give or take four or five weeks is what this is how I kind of came up with the number of like mm-hmm. four or five weeks. Because I was like, I think with those kind of breaks in between throughout the year, that's a very reasonable number. Yeah. And I think it's not asking much from an employer. I think so. Because I feel like one day if I did own my own thing and I was an employer, I want to also like be fair on both sides, right? Yes. So course. I was like, if I was employed, then I'd be like, okay, that's a fair number. Six weeks might be a bit excessive, but you know, four or five, I think it's you know you can plan. You let it them out, live right? their life a little too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're around during the busy time, you know, June, July, August, or something like that, for whatever business you have. If that's the, if that's the busy time, right? Yeah. And then you're going on trips when it's not as busy, and I was like, oh, that's kind of nice balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me right now, whenever I want a day off, I just work from home. <laughs> I, I mean, so, it's not an exact day off. Same. It's not exact. But it feels a lot more relaxed, right? Yeah, you're just like you do your shit, and I feel like I'm so much more um, 
like quicker like i just get my shit done like really early in the day and then i was like okay i'm gonna go walk taro i'm gonna do all this oh, other me stuff too. that's what i do like i really like separating my my life in that way that's why i go to office a lot yeah or majority of the time i go to office even though i don't need to because i get the option of working from home i don't i'm not technically allowed to work fully remote yeah but i don't i also don't have to go in the office i would say the expectations are like half and half or i yeah. could stay at home for like three out of the three days out of the week or four days out of the week yeah. and go into office one. But I do like that separation of my life and actually like leaving the house and everything. So I like to go to office most of the time, but whenever I, whenever I do feel really tired or I just want a fucking break, I do work from home for a few days. Yeah. I, I do admit when I need to get shit done, being in the office is the best. Yeah. Like I guess like if, if I'm actually busy and I actually have a lot of tasks, yeah, being in your office, having the like double nice screen monitor and having all your shit set up, it's just nice to just get shit done. Mm. But then when it's slow, it's like, fuck man, I'm just wasting away kind of thing. But then that's when you like randomly go on YouTube or whatever at work or you, you just talk search some to, random you shit. You talk in your chats. Dude, I barely talk to people at work. <laughs> I'm so antisocial. Are you free on Fridays? We usually oh, have that lunch chat yeah. thing. So about that, so just letting everyone, letting people know, if you're not invited, you're not invited, but <laughs> there's a lunch chat thing where uh, the group of friends will like chat lunch. Every single lunch chat that you guys have organized, the time yeah. slot is either a day I'm not working because I have every other Friday off. Because it happens every other Friday. Yeah. Like this lunch chat thing. And I'm off every other Friday. So oh. it's exactly the day I'm off. Or the past couple of times, it's also when I wasn't in like the office. Like I was in Japan. Oh, right? I see. So like literally from the beginning that I got invited, every single one has been a time I'm not in the office. Damn. Yeah. Unfortunate. I mean, I also that's why you weren't joining. Yeah. If I'm at home, I'm not going to like sign into my work computer just to fucking talk to you guys. <laughs> You're not on Teams at all? At home? Yeah. No, like I'd have to sign on to my work desktop. But don't you need to talk to your colleagues or anything? No, if it's a PDO day. Like I have uh I have every other Friday off. Oh, oh okay. So yeah. if I'm oh. off, I'm not gonna sign into my work computer just to like chat with you. Yeah, guys, right? I meant like if you were at work. Um but working from home. Also, I think one of the times uh my coworkers asked me to like go out for lunch that same like yes, Friday. I so remember. I was like, fuck I like I'm definitely gonna go out for lunch rather than <laughs> talk on teams. What do you mean? Yeah, so, and I think coming up, like, this whole summer, they have a lot of, like, Friday events. Because, again, we only work every other Friday. Yeah. So, the Fridays we do work, they try to, like, put some event on or some shit. Mm. So, I probably won't go to much uh, of those. But, yeah, and then in general, I don't really talk a lot to my co-workers. Um, oh, that makes sense. Like, it's weird. There's, like, two groups of them. There's one that's, like, way too fucking old, and I don't really have anything in common with them. Uh, and then a lot of them are, like, married, too, which I feel like... It sounds bad, but I feel like once you're married, I feel like I have less in common with you. Like it's still like, gonna say like you're around. The, we're around the age. True, true. Um, and then the bunch of the younger guys are all like a bit more antisocial, like me, or like they might just go out with their like their cubicle mates, right? Cubicle mate, <laughs> like the person right yeah. next to them. They'll just go for lunch or something like that. Um, I always bring my lunch, so I don't like to go out for lunch. Mm-mm. And then yeah, I don't, I don't really walk around to try to shoot the shit with people. Yeah, I'm not the I'm not that person either. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I should for like office culture and shit because I, I do have a lot of people that come to my office and just chat oh. randomly. But I literally never get the inclination to be like, I'm gonna take a break. Let's go talk to Bob over there. Yeah, as a great way to spend my little five minute break. 
I never feel that way. But sometimes I'll I'll get up on my desk. I'm like, oh look, they look like they do something interesting. Maybe you should say something a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I think know. I'm just socially. No, it's not that I'm socially awkward. I just don't care. I guess to hang out with yeah, them sometimes. Yeah, me too. And then I just I don't know. It's it hasn't. We haven't like I know I've been there for a year, but we just haven't broken that one like thing I have. It's like we haven't hung out outside of work, so we're not yeah. friends and stuff. Yeah. So it's like I can't really. I don't know. Talk to them as much. There is one guy who like tries to come talk to me a bit more, and I did ask him like, "Oh, you want to come on a podcast one day and stuff?" He's like, "Yeah, oh. sure." Um, so we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get him on, and then that will Ooh. be the breaking point for me. I but okay, maybe. fine. I actually have a friend at work now, because right now I have a bunch of colleagues. Yeah, and some 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 of the people I hate. So yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's just tough. I think. But definitely, one of my coworkers keeps trying to set up hangout events oh yeah they're so annoying <laughs> like when they're so persistent about it like oh i think one of them was trying to set up a hangout event during our day off like a friday off yeah and i was like fuck you <laughs> like, <laughs> i I'm, fucking know you on these days <laughs> i'm i'm spending my day off my way i don't exist to you on these days okay <laughs> yeah yeah and then all the other coworkers would be like yeah i'm free i'm free i'm free or or wait we'll only all go if vivian goes too and i'm like i don't i don't i really don't want to guys <laughs> so i've been turning down every single one and there was this one time when this guy got everyone to go or not everyone to go sorry that's exactly the opposite he suggested it casually to everyone everyone's like oh yeah i'll be down one day if you want to do a board game one day and everyone just stays late at the office yeah and then one day he was like all right so everyone has said that they're probably going to be free this wednesday he made a group chat and then he was like so who's free and then everyone one by one was like no i'm actually not free anymore i don't really feel like playing i'm going home and i, I was just i just thumbs down the thing it's just so <laughs> feels kind of bad but you know i, I want to go home <laughs> i'm not sure about other people but at my current state of life like monday to friday i have shit going on i was like i don't yeah. want to like it sounds rude to me but i, I don't want to even deviate on my schedule yeah, i don't, I don't want to like, add to my shit yeah. sorry i was like i have my workout i have my volleyballs i have the shit i do like i don't want to deviate from this yeah like when I go out, I was like, "Fuck!" If I like go with you guys and then I try to work out after, I'm just not gonna want to work out. Uh, I just I don't want to do this. I also have so much social energy to expend, and I'd rather spend it on friends that I actually have than like uh, you yeah. guys. You know, true. At the moment, unfortunately. yeah. I mean, it depends. I think some people you just like mesh well really easily like yeah. I said, the one guy who talks to me a lot, we do. I feel like we click a lot. Yeah, like we're very like minded and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I haven't materialized shit from that, so it's whatever. I had me. two colleagues that I meshed with really well, but they left. They mm. like left at different times already. Unfortunately, I think um, one thing that kind of helps this this might sound really fucking cruel, but the last project I was on, everyone hated the fucking project. Yeah, and we kind of all bonded really well over that. Oh, nice. Like job every bonding. time we went out to drink and stuff, like I would actually go with them and stuff. Yeah. And we would actually enjoy it because we we're all like bitching about it and stuff. Oh, nice. I feel like when you have something that common and like that resounding or creates that much emotion <laughs> or whatever in you. Yeah. It's uh, very easy to bond with your coworkers. I would with. say so. I would say so. I, sure. I think it was kind of like what Biff was saying the other week. It's like when you bond, when you go through tough shit with your coworker, it just like yeah. makes you guys feel like you're closer. You're like family and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I have this thing, like you were saying earlier, that you're never really financially free or you're never that free unless you have your own business. Yeah. I think I have two points to make about that. I have, like, 
there's a part of me that feels like if I can't see retirement soon, then I feel I'll always kind of feel like I don't have enough money to freely live Mm. or I should be saving more than I should be spending type of thing, which I think is also why I hardly always buy things like I'm not a materialistic person anyways. But I think that's also part of the reasons because I always feel like, okay, if you really want this expensive ass thing or maybe you could save that money to go towards actually being free one day. Or the other thing that I think about is if you have this free time and this free money, maybe you should spend it to creating a business that will actually allow you to be financially free one day or at least do things on more on your own time. And then I keep hanging on myself to sit down and do more on like do more planning and more brainstorming and things to do like business plans. But when the weekends come around, I usually just do other things or do catch up on chores and all that stuff where I don't put as much intentional effort as I want to on developing a business plan. I mean, I don't actually, okay, so maybe I misspoke. I don't think you actually need your own business to be financially free. I think like to be socially free or not even social, I don't know. Like just like have more options and can do stuff. I think you do need your own business, but financial freedom i actually don't completely think like a part of me understands like yeah if you if someone if you work for someone they kind of hold you know they kind of hold you in their palms and stuff and then you know if if you don't if you're not valuable to them they can just let you go yeah i i see that as a thing but um i feel like the freedom comes when you have that passion so yeah. if you really are invested in something so for example if there's a startup and you're part of it you don't own it but you're very deeply invested in it and you like you like you have a passion for that product and you own that product uh, or part of that product I feel like that is a portion of freedom too and I feel like that might even be sufficiently enough um, because let's be fair if everyone owned their own business like everyone's gonna be fucking broke yeah. like, not everyone but like no way everyone can own their own business yeah. right uh, but if you have that thing and you're very passionate about it and you have like you feel ownership to it for example like when I was in my last project I kind of felt ownership to like building this thing like it felt really good right um, but then I started getting worried when people got fired and all this shit like that. But to be honest, now that I think back, I'm like, fuck, if I kept going in on it, like I'd have so much knowledge that my freedom comes from my knowledge. Yes. Like, like even if I got fired, the next person would hire me instantly because mm-hmm. they know I have all this knowledge. And I feel like that creates the freedom, not necessarily the, the fact or the, the, or the, the action of owning your own business. Mm. I feel like owning your own business is nice, but like not everyone cares about business if that makes sense yeah like not everyone cares about like running a business some people just want to do that one thing like some people like love cad for example they just want to do cad design yeah they don't fucking care about uh employees they don't care about fucking hr shit they don't care about any of that shit and i feel like to be a true business owner you have to be like like you have to wear every single hat yeah right but some people don't do that but i feel like they're still so like so fucking valuable like Mm -hmm. they're they're and of course and I feel like sometimes they the only reason they get taken advantage of that is that they don't know how valuable they, valuable they are. And they'll know instantly. If they ever were to leave that job, they'll know instantly how, how valuable they are. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, like, without knowing, you'll have a bunch of people come to you and be like, oh, shit, we need what you have. Mm-hmm. Like, your skills and your talent and specifically your knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe not, like, I actually, like, would like to own my business. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not against working with someone, if that makes sense. I think my, uh, I definitely see what you're saying. I think my perfect balance would be to own my own business and also work for a company that I'm really passionate about. Because the reason, one reason why I'm 
I went into tech and I, I guess, stayed into tech after a constant, I guess, revision of whether I like office culture and all this or not is because I feel like there's a part of my brain that I like being stimulated by tech and everything that I do in there and AI that I can never do as a one person team. Mm. And I would never, I don't think I'll ever feel smart enough or capable enough to start an AI, an AI company on my own. Yeah. And when I did that contract job, I felt, I guess, the type of freedom that you're explaining with just learning more and you feel like you're actually a part of the project and being so hands-on and being so yeah. involved in a project like that, that you're actually passionate about. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. That you're actually passionate about actually like fueled me enough that I was more than satisfied i, I freaking loved my contract job yeah and if i were to have the perfect balance i think it would be having a job like that that i'm really passionate about that i feel really impactful on and also a business on the side that i feel like my efforts not directly relates to the amount of success that i have but i can i have something that is completely in my control and something that i can dedicate complete freedom and effort towards and whatever comes out of it comes out of it and it's all completely in my choice it's all completely within my control and it's like a personal project because i'm i feel like i'm somebody that always has all these like personal projects going on and personal ideas and i never have something to fully develop all my ideas and all my attention and everything to in my spare time and if i had one solid thing to dedicate all that to and then also a job that i was fully passionate about then that would be fucking perfect i think my brain and everything would be satisfied and stimulated in all the great ways yeah i i actually used to think like you needed your own business and shit but now that i think about it i was like man like it'd be so perfect to do like for example for me it'd be so perfect to be able to do like design or stuff mm. something like that and not have to worry about any of this fucking other shit like payroll or like getting investors or like all yeah. this other shit like just do the one the the thing you like so much and not have to worry about that and if the price you have to pay is not owning the business mm. and but being so involved in the project i'd be like that's still something i think is super worth mm-hmm. um and i think that's like i think that's the next step i want to get into i feel like when you're too big like when you join too big of a corporation it's like you kind of get lost in the knot and like you're, you're kind of just a number kind of thing i think so and you don't feel that that ownership right yeah but if you're like Mr. Lead Designer of something not from like startup, like what Corporation X, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, Actually, not not even necessarily a startup to be honest, because I do know some not as big companies that do like design and they do their own custom stuff. I feel like their employees are probably so happy with what they do. Hmm. Um, Like for example, this might sound super redneck, but here in here in Alberta, we have a lot of like, you know, uh, oil rigging and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of company that does like custom design for like trailers and like semis and stuff like that. Yeah. And I bet the designers there are like loving it because it's not too big of a company where you're just like lost as a number mm-hmm. and you're so direct and hands-on and you're like very into the problem. I feel like that's like the perfect kind of balance. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Cause once you get, once you join such a big organization, like it kind of feels shit because you have two ways. You either stagnate and then they'll eventually just fire you or you keep growing and then they'll just send you to places you don't actually want to go. Or they'll make you solve problems that no one else can solve that are like really shit situations. Yeah, and no matter the amount of effort you put in, you're still following like a set ladder yeah, of yeah. roles and steps that you have to go through to in order to be yeah. wherever you want to be. Like, 
I think recently we had a meeting with this uh, one, let's say, smaller consulting company, right? Mm. And then the designer was there with the VP, and they were just like talking and stuff. And I was like, "Fuck, man, that's like super nice to be that one designer. Like yeah. you're like just there with the ownership team, like not not the actual owner of the company, but you're there with the executive team solving problems like right next to them, right? Yeah. So it's like you're not in the role of like like controlling all these people, hiring people, payroll, and all this shit. You don't have to think about that, but you're still like right there. Controlling on the, the front line and yeah. your work is genuinely impactful. Yeah. It just that's, feels kind of good. I think so. That's definitely how I felt during this contract project. And I loved it. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Like whenever the meeting, whenever we had meetings and a meeting was set for only an hour, I'd be one of the people that would be like, okay, but guys, can we extend this meeting? Or like, we can work on this next thing or we can talk about this next thing. Like I never wanted to leave. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely can tell that. But then when I owned my own, tiny little covid business i felt a drive there that i think powered a powered a part of my brain or the creative side of me that i don't ever really want to let go and it's the impact that you can have from like building a customer base and seeing some seeing a personal project grow from the ground up and seeing all the little like back-end things that you can do to improve on your business and constantly think about improvements and ways to do things it's like a definitely something that i can dedicate a lot of my free personal time to working towards and growing that i would i would love to have something to dedicate all that brain space for yeah i mean it's different it's like it's stimulating but in a different way yeah exactly. so i i see the allure to it too but it's so uh, it's so tough because the desire is just not there like if the desire was purely to make more money, I feel like I'd be doing something different. Yeah. Right? It's definitely not for money. It's yeah. more, everything I do is more for like brain stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's tough because like to maximize that, you have to think about money a lot. Right. And stuff yeah. like that. So it's like, ah, it's fucking tough because I think it's an aspect for sure. So it's like, you want to do that, but if you're not all in, then you're not doing that well. But if you're all in, you have to like hone in on money so much. Like it's almost like a talk, toxin like i've mm-hmm. seen some business owners and shit and i talked to them it's like their fucking value of money is so fucking high that it's kind of scary it's like yeah. they're willing to sacrifice their own body for like more money and yeah shit. And i was like oh my god is this like is this healthy guys it's definitely you definitely have to have a balance for sure yeah i think so too yeah all right anyways we talked a little bit about our physical life our career life it's coming up on two hours so maybe we should end this shit um next time though eventually we'll talk a bit more about like our mental relationship Uh psychology all that shit Uh, i did too yeah i did also want to say like i just finished another book i'm still going strong on the book stuff um but there's some sadness i'm getting from these books and i do want to talk about next time it's it's, it's related to relationships and stuff and how the books ended um but yeah i just finished uh i think it's called sleeping beauty by stephen king oh wow fat ass book yeah, Sleeping Beauties by Stephen King. It was a, it was, it was a very good book. Uh, unfortunately, I had to like stop halfway because I went to Japan. I don't want to bring that behemoth of a book. So I brought Game of Thrones instead. So I finished Game of Thrones while I was in Japan. And then I came back and finished this book. Uh, it's a pretty cool book. But yeah, next time we'll talk a bit more about that stuff. Just giving you guys an update on our lives. Yeah, it's been nice, guys. All right, see ya. See you. Thanks for listening. Bye.